0: Hello.
1: Good morning. Good morning. I'll try not to cough,
2: man. I don't think you'll succeed.
1: Yeah. If it's bad, I can I can edit it out. Ooh. I did it for my podcast.
2: Well, probably be not too bad to edit out cuz it's going to be very noticeable in the recording.
1: Oh yeah, that's how you see a huge spike <laughs> just it's, not, it's not a subtle cough it's like deep from the bowels of hell
2: <laughs> man i'm sorry that you're uh feeling you're under the weather as it yeah. were do they know what I, it is is it just a cold bad su- cold or
1: co- cold yeah
2: that sucks and coughs are the worst because those
1: don't go away
2: and they screw up your sleep too
1: actually i've slept okay I oh, haven't shoot. had trouble. It's the morning getting up that it's bad.
2: Well that stinks. No fun.
1: Yeah. And then Harley got a a yeast infection and then uh, also a bladder infection, so it's like a fucking nightmare.
2: And that's on top of the tooth infection?
1: Yeah, well, no, she didn't have the tooth infection. She had uh, cancer. So, oh, this right. all started with a dental appointment. So, a dental appointment removed her tooth. And then they sent away pieces of her gum to get analyzed. And then they found cancer. So, then she went for a cancer surgery to remove more teeth. And then they. She's been on, like, antibiotics for, like, a okay. long time because Yeah, that's of the, why I was confused. The, I te-
2: the teeth, you know. Yeah, the antibiotics were to prevent it. So infection. I think
1: the antibiotics caused the oh, we... other infections that she has now. But now she's on another antibiotic for the for the uh bladder infection. So she can't get a break.
2: Man. Yeah. She's going through it. That's too bad. Yeah. So you're all a bunch of sick, sickos over there.
1: Yeah. I feel well, Barb, pretty good today. I had a. No, Barb's blaming me for getting her sick again. So she started it. <laughs> and then she said, You gave me your cough. And I said, It doesn't work that way the the cough is like the last phase of the the cold. Cold. Yeah, I said yours is just hitting late and she thinks I instantaneously gave her the cough.
2: Maybe you could I guess you could have if you had introduced a new whatever bug.
1: <clears throat> Why would it go directly to the cough?
0: I don't know.
1: Usually it starts off with like sore throat, runny nose, and then turns to a cough. <clears throat> I, I never, yeah. I never heard of any cold starting with a cough.
2: Yeah, well, because usually it's when your sinuses start to clear and.
1: Well, yeah, you're, you're coughing you got up some crap, much mu- mucus just, in your yeah. lungs. He said my lungs are fine.
2: It's, it's all in your head.
1: So he didn't give me any uh, anything no. for like that, like no antibiotics. He gave me prednisone and uh, some cough stuff.
0: Yeah, Cough's but I cough.
1: slept. I slept like a baby last night. I slept pretty good. I actually felt good. Like yesterday, I was like sucking air, like I didn't have any air, and then today it was like I I feel. I don't know. I had a good night.
2: You re-energized.
1: I feel sure. a little more energy. That's good. I don't think my energy was depleted. Well, my energy all week was depleted at work. I sucked. <laughs> I was I was just functioning.
2: So you went into your work while you were coughing, spreading your
1: virus everywhere? Oh, it's pretty much. I'm by myself all the time. Yeah. I wore a mask the whole time. If I, te- I I tested negative for flu and other stuff, so. Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm hoping that <coughs> in in this new era, people start wearing masks when they're sick, like when they just have a cold. Yeah. I know they're not going to though, I know they had a we had a a work meeting. I didn't attend it. But apparently one of the people there was was sick and coughing and wasn't wearing a mask, so of course other people a week later, half the people in the meeting are sick. Or sick. <laughs> it's like
1: man, did we learn nothing from COVID? This pandemic, yeah. And I wore one of those good masks. I didn't wear like the cloth mask, you know, the disposable. Yeah, you were one of the... Yeah, them. the KN, whatever they call yeah, them. The 95 or 94. Yeah. yeah. And I'm still going to continue to wear it all week until I can shake this.
0: Yeah, until you... But
1: the guy next to me stopped wearing it. Like, he's the one that gave it to me. Either he... I can't tell <laughs> if he gave it to me or Barb gave it to me because they... Barb and him were sick simultaneously. Nah. And he... he he called in sick before I did and I thought I was alright. He's he's like Barb. He has that chronic cough like like always exists. Yeah. So it's it was hard to tell if he was sick or you know, it's just normal. And then he was out a couple of days and I was like, Oh, I hope I don't get what he got and then Barb got sick and was and then I was downhill. Yeah,
2: that's always weird. Well, because it, it's possible that you didn't get Barb's and you got his. And then you brought his home to Barb. And then Barb probably had some protection because of her old cold. But maybe it just kind of triggered.
1: So you're siding with Barb. You think I got her sick. I have no idea. You're you're like a medical professional now. I, For her I symptoms, I the, I, if her symptoms went away and came back. No, her symptoms didn't come back. Okay. It's, she started a cough. So you think it's just a long... She's a very long... Yeah, cold. that's what I think.
2: Yeah, that could be too. But you don't know who's
1: cold you got. I don't know. I don't know the
2: source of it. But if you don't have Barb's and you have the other guys, then you could give it to Barb.
1: That too. Barb true. could give
2: you yours, hers... Yeah, you could have two. You might have two colds going on right now.
1: Yeah, it could be bad.
2: That's like when I had a cold and then I got COVID, <laughs> right after I had a cold.
1: Oh yeah, well my, back, co- back. my COVID was way less than this. Like, my COVID lasted like two days, and then I was kind of like not a hundred percent for two more. But it was under a week. This is going on two weeks.
2: Yeah, yeah, COVID is the COVID symptoms typically with this uh, strain or whatever are, are pretty light. Although, then then you hear about people dying from it, so I guess you, you never know. But in most people, it seems to be relatively light. Yeah. Yeah, mine was just weird because I was coming off the cold, so I didn't know. I thought it was just still the cold. But I could. But it did feel different than the cold, so. But it wasn't as the cold was worse. <laughs> yeah, I hate cold stock. They do. COVID's is just frightening because long term effects.
1: Yeah, that's scary for me because even yesterday I was like, "God damn, I'm winded." When you're winded, you get you like just want to sleep. Like it's just like you're not getting enough oxygen so But Trave. I I was up the whole day which is unusual like I didn't take any naps yesterday. I read all my spawns. I got that out of the way and then I watched my my Rambo. Yeah, I watched them I watched them out ready, of order. I watched list. Rambo First Blood. I watched Rambo First Blood 2. And then I watched Rambo 3. And then I watched The Last Blood or whatever it is, Rambo, The Last Blood, which Mm. is the finale. And then I was like, well, I don't want to pay for Rambo. But then it showed up on, you know, the Just Watch. It showed up on Peacock. So I was like, God damn, this Mm. is fortunate. So I watched Rambo yesterday, which I I really wanted to uh, watch which was the bloodiest of them. But I like how it like I like how this one like Rambo led into Last Blood. Like it got him from um god I can't remember where the the fight was. It was near Thailand, but it wasn't Thailand. Um that was the bloodiest thing I've ever seen. It was it was bloody over there. And then uh he got back to Arizona, where he lived, and that's the farm that was in the last blood. So, um, that was that was pretty cool.
2: So you got to see the whole picture.
1: Yeah, I I really liked those last two. They were really good.
2: I don't think I ever saw them.
1: Uh, they're worth watching for sure. Um The last Rambo is more like. it's not like your typical Rambo, him against some military or the the first one, the the first one, the first one was unusual because he was a Vietnam vet that was treated like shit Uh, in a, in a, a town of uh, in a small town. So the cops were after him for no reason because he was a vagrant. And then they got the national guard after a few cops died, but, they almost they died because of their own doing it's not rambo's fault but incidentally it was war against that town that one was probably my third favorite my i would rank them like the last one is my favorite the rambos my second and then first blood and then first blood 2 and then rambo 3 was my least favorite but i liked them all it's cool yeah, cuz I watched all watch. the de- all the death wishes and uh I watched all of the <laughs> Rambo's and I started 48 hours but I couldn't I couldn't find another 48 hours streaming. I love that one. Nick Nolte and Eddie Murphy. Yeah,
2: that's good.
1: I I remember watching that on HBO like over and over and over again. Another 48 hours? It might be on cable, but I, I didn't check that. That was I didn't. I only looked at streaming services. You sh- There's another. It could be the TV show Another Forty Eight Hours. Isn't there like forty eight hours?
2: was <laughs> there. Oh, I, I, don't know. Did you uh, Now you need to watch Rambo: The Force of Freedom, the animated series.
1: Oh, we gotta From look na- at that. 1986. I don't know how that could be any good without any violence.
2: (laughs) I don't see Floresta Stallone's name anywhere. The credits.
1: The last two movies, as much as I liked them, they were created based on stupidity. In other words, in the fourth one... They're, they're like a religious church medical group that's going into a, a danger zone to help people but he like tells them you can't go there you know like it's it's totally rampant people are dying you're gonna end up getting killed and sure enough they got captured on day one and then he had to go in and rescue them with a bunch of mercenaries and then the last one He's living there with an older woman and her granddaughter, who he is, is he's like the uncle to, and he raised this little girl, and she wants to go to Mexico to visit her father, and all hell breaks loose in Mexico. And mm-hmm. um, he has to go try to rescue her. So if she... Like Rambo said, don't go. Your father doesn't love you. You know, like he doesn't want to see you. And sure enough, he didn't. And and that whole fucking thing. So like two of the major fights could have been prevented if they would have just gone away from these. Yeah, I I understand humanitarian groups wanting to go into danger to help people. But when it's extreme danger, they have to understand that they're probably going to die. And they're not, they're not, they didn't have any, they were like total humanitarians through a church, which didn't carry any weapons or anything. So they had nothing to protect themselves.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, they're, it's really good. Um, I don't know if you have Peacock, but Peacock, has, peacock. peacock has Rambo. Uh, That's the only one they have, which is the fourth one. And, God, I can't remember where Last Blood is. I think that was on HBO Max. No, that was on Hulu. So if you have Hulu, that's the the last two. So you really got to jump around. Yeah, I went from HBO Max to Hulu to Peacock. Peacock. I had to do the same thing for Death Wish. But I didn't think I would like... I, I remember going to the theater to see Rambo and I don't remember like walk, saying, oh, I really like that one because I would have bought it <laughs> if, I, if I couldn't have watched it. It's one I wouldn't mind watching again. Which one? Rambo. The last two, anyway. Like, I wouldn't mind watching those two again. But, yeah, that's what I've been watching. And basketball. Watching the uh, March Madness. A lot of incredible games. And there's a Mountain West team, which is my, where my school's from. In, in actually, the Sweet Sixteen, so the Elite Eight. Sorry, the Elite Eight, which oh, is the like, Elite eight. Uh, it's that's... uncalled for for our division to make it this far. Like it's okay. not normal. Yeah. We usually yeah. lose in the first or second round, guaranteed. So it's it's pretty special that there's a team that's in eight, the last eight teams. It's pretty San Diego State. They're a rival, but I always root for my division.
2: Sure. Makes sense.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I know they're streaming a lot of that on Paramount. I don't know. One of them. Yeah, I think Paramount
0: Plus.
1: Yeah. That's been some incredible, incredible games. They're, They're... it, I really like watching those teams that are lower ranked and tiny. Like there, there was a team that just was the little engine that could, man. You know, like <laughs> they they just were outsized and mm-hmm. really out talented, but they just played so functionally like a unit that they won. You know, <laughs> all the number one teams are eliminated. It's incredible. It's a no. really incredible uh, year.
0: Yeah,
2: I like. I actually do like college basketball. Yeah. And I
1: think it's it probably is for
2: that reason that you know these are kids who aren't professionals yet, but you know that's that's their aspiration, even though a lot of them, you know, know they won't make the NBA or anything. Yeah. But they put their, their heart and soul into
1: it. yeah it's it's pretty awesome it's to, watch. to watch i only wa- to be honest i i watched the my team the lobos all year it was kind of it had its moments they were ranked at one point, but they weren't that good <laughs> but uh other than watching my own team, I don't watch a lot of college basketball until march madness and if it wasn't for barb mm-hmm. like Barb's a huge sports fan. I, I probably wouldn't watch as much.
2: Yeah. I mean, unless you're specifically into a team, then I don't think it makes sense. Cause you got to jump around a lot, trying to find the games, see, see where to watch them. Yeah. So unless you're following a specific team, then that's also a lot of games you'd have to watch.
1: <laughs> right.
2: Unless you're just watching it casually, if it happens to be on, you'll watch it.
1: And uh, the other thing we finally finished—it took us a while, and it's a slow burn—is *Star Wars: Andor*. Okay. Um, It's really good, but like, it's not like your typical Star Wars flow. Like, it's it's. It's like a, It starts like a heist and then it turns into something else like political but it's like paced like a Star Trek. Like it's not it doesn't have like a pacing of a Star Wars with the action and stuff.
0: Hmm.
1: So um, it, it's like an unusual one and I, I enjoyed it quite a bit but it's it, it, I prefer like the Mandalorian and stuff. Um, even though this was a heist, I like heist a lot, but when you compare a heist, like money heist to something like this, it just doesn't like money heist is like the top bar for a heist. Yeah. Yeah. This is nothing like, like that. And it, this one was weird. It was very unusual because Andor leads into, um, Rogue One, which is one of my favorite Star Wars movies of all time. Yeah. It's the same guy, Cassian. Great. So, I I liked learning his backstory and stuff like that. So, it was cool that way, but it wasn't like as action-packed as, as Rogue One, for sure. It was more political intrigue or story-building. A yeah. heist and story-building. But it, it yeah. left, it was an unusual one because it left like so many plot holes unfinished like yeah you know like set up a bunch of stuff well it set up so many characters and then you don't you didn't have resolution with any of them like none of them yeah, it, it was so bizarre weird. it ended up in a climax but you didn't know how like how how these characters turned out you know what i mean like it just well you do know Andor because he ends up in the movie but all the other side characters, you have no clue.
2: And is there gonna be another season? Is that what the?
1: Well, there might be. I don't know. I, I heard streaming services were like what suffering. The, in what terms the plan of is
2: for those? Yeah.
1: They weren't gonna put out as much content. Like they were all in like competition mode and.
0: Yeah. Well, they're trying, trying
1: to get subscribers. Now they're trying to get like, well, we're not growing our subscriber base. So why are we putting up so much content?
2: Right. Yeah. We got to the point where, well, everyone's subscribed now. Yeah. <laughs> Something. <laughs> so you're going to get occasional people switching services. But yeah. How, how much money are we going to dump into show, these shows to try and bring new people over? Yeah. If not a lot of people are coming over. And I yeah, they're spending a lot of money on shows. I think,
1: I think the next thing we'll probably watch is, like, Good Doctor, because we're we're behind, so we'll catch up on that.
2: Yeah, I think we're up to date on Good Doctor. Yeah, we're up to date. I don't know where you left off, so I don't want to spoil anything.
1: I don't know where we left off either, because we I think, like, the mid-season stoppage point... That's where we left off. Okay.
2: So you don't know the resolution of the. No. I think Internet I
1: think
2: what possible. I think what was
1: happening last was um. Um, she was healing. Um, but she was still mad at him, like the the main doctor. I forget what her name was yeah. for crippling her like i think that's where we ended up
2: okay yeah that goes on for a while
1: yeah but like uh yeah i was i have cigna health and barb was reading an article about how they've been rejecting people's claims that are ridiculous like they've been doing research on instead of actually reviewing their medical charts it's like an auto computerized rejection so they don't even read the doctor's notes or why you know what i mean so yeah so i the medical profession is just fucking insane i just
2: so cigna's been rejecting stuff that, that they, they shouldn't, shouldn't be, be. Yeah. yeah well i think that happens where yeah cuz there's an initial filter and if it doesn't match up then it gets rejected and then you need that's, p- a a, that's the to downside
1: to ai though do you understand like it's not going no, to totally catch
2: because
1: they're going to say well did they do programmatically you have a bunch of if statements or case statements that say do you fall in this or fall in that or fall in that and uh you can't analyze that with scribbly doctor's notes you know what i mean or Unless you start adding like the AI to to read up the doctor's notes, do you know what I mean? They could do that, and mm-hmm. then use machine learning to say, okay, yeah, they they did this because of this, or
2: yeah, is there a justification for it? Yeah, and I guess they're doing it to
1: save on um, labor costs. Where and they're they're doing it on low low item things like certain tests that are like $300 and stuff like that but they're saving money because it's like you know hundreds of thousands of people at $300 you know you know what I mean
2: right yeah You're so like people yeah unless just uh, when they call and complain about it yeah yeah Or so I guess. Sometimes the doctors will handle that too. If someone gets rejected, they'll resubmit it. They'll check the right boxes. Well, it has to it
1: it it has to be a good doctor though to do that. Like if they get frustrated and don't do that, then it's it's a pain in the ass. Yeah,
2: if you have to deal with it. Because
1: then it falls on you, and then it's a nightmare. If it if it's handled at the doctor level, that's fine. But once it goes to your level, you're more screwed. Mm -hmm. Mike
2: will have to mute while he hacks up a lung or two.
1: Yeah. I didn't realize that this uh, Skype had a closed caption. That's pretty interesting. I see a closed caption button on there,
2: does it? oh yeah, captions, yeah, has a record button,
1: yeah, that's for the Skype recorder. I never used that one, but I know Joe Crawford has used it
2: did he he needs to post that on the uh Geek brunch YouTube channel, yeah, like and subscribe.
1: Yep. <laughs> Click just, the like and the subscribe.
2: that will be a video of just him. Oh, he didn't. You didn't say he did video though, did you?
1: He didn't do video. He did, he did audio. Bar, yeah. Because yeah. sometimes I try to get those guys to uh, record without me, but it's so well. Well, Joe's going through a thing because his th- throat. He's having some throat issues, but. Um they they don't often record Chris will record Ivy when he does make it he'll he'll record um sometimes without me, but other than that him and him and Joe have done a couple, but Rob doesn't record, so um it's hard getting even though there's five people w- which I recruited it's hard getting that show to be a regular show because because of kids really um when when you have kids that are have activities and all that stuff you know sunday's a yeah. tough uh a tough sell for sure yeah your kids yeah. have grown, grown up and they're like doing their thing
2: Yep. And Yeah, and some people. And even don't...
1: even when we've been doing this a long time, even when your kids were younger, you would tie them out in the backyard <laughs> with a chain with some fish crackers. That was
2: untrue. I tied them inside the house with <laughs> gold crackers. <laughs> then I you yell at him, them, "Get up. off the I internet!" Time. I never. T- yeah, I did have to do that every time. <laughs> so, that was back. That was back when, before the internet was as good as it is now. And yeah. too many people were online at the same time. We had issues with the bandwidth.
1: You know you work at home like what, ninety percent? Or is it higher?
2: Ninety five percent.
1: Okay. Wait. Do you get like yeah, do you get any kind of like um how could I say it? Like money reimbursement for your internet costs or anything or nothing? Nothing. Because- Okay, but you still have a desk at your office. Yeah. Well, that's what I was curious because the, yeah, they because usually, they, technically... usually say, they save money by not having you in the office if they got rid of your space. Right. So I I didn't know if they would help pay for like okay here's your internet costs or your you know your yeah I don't think
2: home. they have to because we're technically not work at home employees we're work in the office employees that are choosing to get home (laughs) that are choosing not to come into the office. But it's there, so we could come in. So I technically don't work from home. I don't know how it works for people. We have a couple of people who are like remote like remote who aren't local. I don't know for them if they Oh, they may have big contractors though, so There might be some. I don't know. If you're remote, it might be different, but I'm not remote. I'm just...
1: Yeah. I'm just lazy. You just don't like to wear pants. I
2: don't like... (laughs) That's true. I don't like like to go into the office if I'm going to be sitting there all alone, because I can just stay home and be around people. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I said. If I go into the office, I'll be sitting there in my cube all by myself. But if I work from home, <sighs> there's people here.
1: Yeah, I won't get anything done if I work from home. Forget it. I tried it a couple times, and I was like, "Wow, I charged two hours out of eight. Oh God, <laughs> I gotta take vacation.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I think. I think I used to think that way, but like being forced to do it, now I'm just used to it, so um, I'm able to be quite productive.
1: Well, I, I would have to get just some just more equipment if normals. I was to work at home, and probably yeah. clear out that office. And
2: well, I have an ad- I have an advantage that you don't have in that I'm a- I can remote to my stuff at work, my lab at work.
1: Well, I can it. remote to my work, and. Do stuff. I just don't have anything to do at that level, if it makes any sense. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. So, that's like I,
1: I, could get to my emails, and I can get to the servers. I just can't develop on those servers, and that is where my yeah, conundrum.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, is. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Because
1: I can do, I can do
2: everything from here that I can do from. from uh, <clears throat> So I'm not, I'm not held back in any way by being by working at home, and all my meetings are online anyway. So the only the only reason for me to go into the office would either be to work on the lab if I have to physically do some stuff in the lab, or if if there's going to be other people going into the office then.
1: What's that's that's what's a huge downside for me though, like being sick, like I could call into like two meetings. And I could like do maybe an hour's worth of work that I could find that's outside of you know like right that's outside of that lab work if the you protected
0: will
2: protected area yeah. yeah,
1: but I can't that that's like that's maybe three of the eight hours, right, so that's like true. if I'm sick i I can only like the day I went to the doctor, I called into one meeting and took care of some stuff right before the doctor's appointment. And then went to the doctor's appointment, and then went to work, you know. But I couldn't come back. Right. That's what I wanted to do.
0: hmm
1: Um, come back and and work. Yeah, it's weird because uh, I thought like what I was doing was gonna be done in 2024, 2025. And I would go a walk off into the sunset, but now it looks like it's gonna go to like twenty thirty. So I don't know what's gonna happen. But the
2: pro- the project you're working on.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So... Is it because it's it's going slower than expected, or because they think it's has a longer lifespan than? No, it's more
1: I can... like. It's more like the. The. F- the people that own the new project are failing and we're kind of like the older project Mm -hmm. and it works and Ah. they're going to cut probably the new project. If that makes any sense. It does. It does. The other project isn't our contract. It's another contractor.
0: Yeah.
1: And they've been at it for years and, They're failing miserably, so.
0: That's
2: not
1: good. Yeah, for them. (laughs) Not good for them. Good for us, but.
2: Yeah. um, Well, it's uh, a. I mean, it's it works similarly in the industry I work in, where. You know, when I started the company, we were working on one product, and we worked on that for. However long, fifteen years or whatever it was, actually probably longer. And then started development on the new system, but we still support the old system because yeah. there's some people who still have it. There's enough it, people, it right? Yeah. And the,
1: well, the, there's obviously enough demand to have to keep the old system.
2: Yeah, and they don't they don't put any new features in, but they have to do bug fixes or.
1: Well, you know what I found? Like, I don't, I don't, but like, let's just talk commercial products. Like, um, TVs don't last like they used to. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. Washing machines and dryers don't have the lifespan that they used to. Refrigerators. Wa- water yeah. heaters and refrigerators suck. Like, they're horrible. <laughs> refrigerators so
2: used to it, last, like, 30 years.
1: <laughs> now, our first water heater lasted forever. And then yeah. we got a replacement and it died, like, within its lifespan, like, quick. Yeah. So. So, what
2: was your point? I'm sorry.
1: No, I'm just saying that those older products last a lot longer. For like, there's still a demand for them, is what I'm saying. So right. like, if you're making widgets, right? You'll still make widgets for those old things because they're reliable products, and they might just need a washer or something, or you know, like
0: mm-hmm.
1: like a like a little widget replacement. Yeah.
2: And especially like for the stuff that we do it's like stuff that's installed in buildings so if it's working they're just going to leave it because it's a huge effort to remove it from the building infrastructure and put in a replacement so if it's working they're like we're just leaving it (laughs) it's working so (laughs) we'll just leave it till it dies that's why we have to i i mean it's good from a testing point of view because that means i have to test it with a bunch of old legacy stuff because it because customers still have the legacy stuff yeah keeps me busy
1: yeah it just makes your testing life cycle a little bit longer because you have more products to test it with right more versions more different things ways to do it like there's probably separate procedures for testing it because it's it's totally different
2: yep different protocols everything
1: different versions of software, (laughs) all kinds of stuff.
2: Lots of variables.
1: Yeah. But anyway, I I did read that 20th century, men.
2: Oh, you did? I don't
1: don't know if I finished reading it. (laughs) It it was an odd monkey. In, In other words, like,
0: I, 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 I was I, I was
1: reading like the text, and I I was like wow I understand the text like it wasn't the way the guy was writing it was just like the story as a whole like I didn't get it because it starts off like in Vietnam like there's a there's Vietnam. And there's one guy that's getting a tour of, like, an area. And he's like, oh, you're stepping in bodies. And then he sees something. Yeah, I like something. the opening. The opening was good. I liked it. He sees something, like, the the guy that's getting the tour. And he's like, oh, my God. What is this? Yeah, it's like a statue
2: made of body parts.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then, like, it cuts to, like, the Russians in Afghanistan. And then it's, like, weird because you have this. It cuts to the kid. Um. Getting taken away from his parents by the Russians.
2: Yeah, and that's and, 1948. And, so yeah, and that that
1: kid is that robotic thing in the future. You're like he's the same guy that's in that armor, that and it the looks big, like yeah. yeah. So and I, I I was just getting lost. Like it was it was too complicated for me. And then I was reading like and there's the re- there's a v- lot
2: of information too. It was like
1: yeah, and then I was reading like lot. as a one issue, I would not like I would have dumped that book, like I would have said no, this is too much. Like I, I'm just not following it. But then I was like reading the, the reviews in the back, and there's like Annecynti and all these people like this is the best mm-hmm. thing and more complicated thing and it's so good and. I was like, I've just not seen it. I'm not... I'm I, not feeling I, it? I am not feeling it. Yeah. And I'm not looking forward to like... Usually when I grab a an issue from the storage unit, I'm like, well, I'll grab the next few. And this time I didn't. And I, I'm kind of glad I didn't because I didn't feel motivated to go read more. Like, it's not yeah, that it was, was bad. The art, The art was really good. Mm-hmm. I thought the writing was like... If you, if I was to take like the panel dialogue and the, the captions, like, I understood yeah, what was... I was reading. Sure. I was just lost in the story. Like, I, I, what... I didn't know what was happening. I was so confused. Yeah, and this was one. So this was
2: originally on our list of books we wanted to read, and we had so many books. I told Mike, I messaged Mike, and I said, you know, we can skip 20th Century Men. And it was because I start I started to read it. I got about a third of the way in. And I was like, I'm, my mind is not ready for this right now. Because <laughs> I think this is like you need to be like ready to dig in and ingest a lot of information and
1: you know. Well, you you, you, you well when you warn when you warn me in something like that, you actually incentive you you make me want, <laughs> to, make read me want to read it. Because <laughs> then I'm like curious, right? Like I'm I'm yeah. curious like what what caused bill to say this like Mm -hmm. you know because usually you're like i don't want to talk about something you know i'm not at least average on you know like i just don't want to do it I, i thought this was an average book because i was lost like i i thought like each panel was written well and i thought the art was like crisp and if i was to judge each panel i'd say oh it was really good Right. I just couldn't. Your your enjoyment level was not not that high. Yes, I was on prednisone and codeine, but I I was blasted out of my
2: mind. (laughs) I was
1: very alert on like I was very alert when I was reading it, you know, like.
2: You're also reading other things at the same time that you did enjoy, so.
1: Yeah, I I just don't I don't get it. Yeah.
2: That's why i that's why I stopped reading it because I'm like, I'm gonna need to read this sometime when I'm ready <coughs> to dig into it and
1: but figure in your out, in your case, you have to, to figure
2: out what's you, going well, on.
1: I think you chose this because you had to make a decision
2: I did have to make a decision,
1: and I would think that decision is I'm not gonna buy it.
2: I did not get <laughs> it,
1: <laughs> so like i i mean i I get that, and i would have done the same thing i, think, I mean.
2: Like I'm sure it's good, but I just don't feel. At this point in my life, I would just want
1: to enjoy something. I don't really feel like. You don't really feel like sitting through the Antichrist and and.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I can handle Antichrist at this point in my life.
1: Yeah, it was cool at the time, but.
2: When I was young and. Near young, posh-faced. The. Time took a toll on my. That's kind of what I've paint.
1: been, like, on my watching. Like, I haven't been going into, like, TV series or whatever because my mind has been, like, well, I, I don't want to think at all. So, I'll, yeah, I'll watch Death Wish and Rambo, <laughs> which doesn't cause, your you know, any brain cells to fire. But, um, yeah, I that's kind of where I'm at right now. Like, I I'm just watching stuff.
2: Yeah, and it depends. Like, sometimes I'm in a mood for something more in depth, but sometimes I just want something fun, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Or I want something that's perfectly in the middle called Savage Dragon.
1: Yeah. Well, Savage Dragon to me is just, I don't know. It's like, that brings me so much fucking joy. Um, (laughs) And I I get, like, why people don't like it. I I, I think it is over sexualized um especially with uh well it's always been that way i like
2: i like that though no
1: but it's always been that way (laughs) since the early issues you know you'd have savage dragon and you'd have what's her name horridis coming up from underneath the blankets or whatever you know like but it, it it's always been like a very sexual book and it's always been like sort of real time like happening real time um yes. which which i like and it, it's always he always does like neat experiments to like keep you engaged like whether if it's it's the coloring or um just panel layouts or size differentials or you know like he's always doing something to to like refresh it
2: keep it interesting i think he's doing that to keep it interesting for for him, him. Yeah. And I think as readers we get to benefit from that. Yeah, I love it when he does stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I I love it. I was just um I I like being on Twitter sometimes because as I'm scrolling through stuff, I people I follow or sometimes don't follow but they're linked to people I follow mm-hmm. post something that you know, I haven't seen before and like, I didn't realize he did some like Wolverine stuff like covers. So I don't know if he did interiors and stuff like I was, I wasn't even aware of the Punisher until we talked about it. And then I went and bought them all, but yeah, um, yeah, I really, uh, I really like his work and I, I think his art style more, more so than any of the other creators, is so Kirby-esque in in anatomy and uh, dynamic uh, layout. I, I I just
2: yeah, I think he's definitely a and Ramita Junior does the same.
1: Like Ramita Junior, I think is highly influenced in Kirby um, layouts. And I I just I love those guys for it. Like it's just like I when I was younger, I didn't like Kirby. I wanted a George Perez. Do you know what I mean? I wanted a Neil Adams. Like, I wanted some of that realism. Yeah. yeah. You know, but like college years, I, I grown like such a love for Jack Kirby that it never left.
2: Yeah. I was never, when I was a kid, I was never into Jack Kirby because, and I'm going to bring, a, I'm going to throw us off, off track for, for a moment, but, um, that was always kind of like, when I saw his art, it, it was like, I don't know, old school to me, I guess. Yeah. And I didn't appreciate it, but I think that's something that in time you grow an appreciation from, for, and here's where I'm going to throw us on, off track. I, I listened to that uh, Jim Shooter interview that was on, what was it, what's that podcast called? Golden um, Gods or something? Modern
1: like... and Bronze Age Gods or something like that. Yeah, Bronze like and that. Modern Gods.
2: Yeah. So they had a Jim Shooter interview, and one of the things he said he was talking about, uh, I think it was Machine Man. Did Kirby yeah, do that?
1: Yeah, it was Machine Man
2: because he said yes. his
1: sales were terrible.
2: Yeah, because he was saying that at the time that came out, people were looking at the new art, and then like the tail, the sales were terrible because no one wanted the old, the old school art, and I think that's. That's where my thoughts were at the time too. I was like into the
1: new stuff, and didn't have time for that old stuff, so that was exactly how i felt but yeah. it i it, times have changed that that interview was awesome though like yeah, I, I, lo- really I, I love shooter i I like the fact that they sort of poked around questions that I haven't heard before. you know what i mean mm-hmm. it weren't it wasn't your standard um Questions. I like that they,
2: him, they asked him specific questions. Yeah, like it wasn't like general. Like, tell us about your life, or tell us about working at Marvel, or you know, tell us about working at Valiant. They asked him like real specific stories. Like, they asked him about Starbrand, and the question was, "What was your plan with this specific character in Starbrand?" <laughs> like, that was the question. Yeah, because he didn't get to, he he didn't get to finish the story. Yeah. Right, but, like, their questions were, like, really specific things, and then that allowed Shooter to kind of elaborate on them and bring in his bigger stories. So I thought it was a good way of, of conducting the interview.
1: I thought it was interesting, too, with the Valiant stuff, because he talked about, it wasn't, like, focused, like, when he started Valiant, but, like, when he came back. Like, he got hired by Dinesh and those guys to, like, Edit and write and stuff like that and he said he left it. He hated it because he felt Mm -hmm. those guys had no direction. And that's that was like fascinating to me. And I wasn't sure (coughs) what did he do for the new valiant? He was a consultant, but he was supposed to do more like editing and stuff, but he left. Yeah. He didn't stay around long enough to
2: Yeah, uh, I don't think he liked the direction
1: that they were going, yeah. they
2: were going to go, yeah.
1: Which is interesting. It's fascinating. Oh, it's it's, it's, it's
2: fascinating.
1: Well, it's fascinating in itself because Dinesh and those guys, they based their whole lives on his work. Like, they loved VH1, like his launch. Yeah, they bought
2: the company. Yeah. It's because they loved it.
1: So it's so weird that I find it fascinating that they couldn't see like eye to eye and stuff like that. And I liked how they asked the question about Ditko. Did you get Ditko to do Machine Man because you wanted to give him work, or you know, like mm-hmm. it, it's it, it's insane. Like I I really liked the I liked that interview a lot. I thought it was really I liked those guys, even though they're focused most of their stuff. Is focused on grading and stuff like that because they press, they they actually press their own comments. Oh, they, and they
2: and renders, send away for
1: grading and stuff like that. Yeah. But they're very knowledgeable. Like the one guy, they're 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 our age group. They're in their fifties. Okay, mm-hmm. just to give you a little background on them, um, the one guy has worked in the music industry, and you probably got a gauge from it just based on his yeah, questions. Yeah, he, he did mention. Yeah, yeah he mentioned that. But he used to he used to own a comic store too, so okay. like he has a background of like actually working as you know a retailer.
2: Retailer, yeah.
1: Yeah. And the other guy I thought was way younger when I first started listening to that podcast because I basically listened. I, I I came across this podcast because I was looking for stuff because pretty much the Nerdy Legion fell apart and. There were two podcasts I listened to on Nerdy Legion. And that was like that was like four hours of entertainment I needed to feel. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I put a post out there and some guy answered that listens to my podcasts. And he said, I think you will like these. And uh, there were two of them that he recommended that I kept. Like a, a conspiracy, comics conspiracy and... Bronze and Modern Gods. So
2: um, yeah, that was my first time listening to them, but I I did enjoy it. So and they do a pretty
1: I'll good job a, as a stuff. podcast because they're visual. Um, sometimes I'll go back and watch the video just so I could see a cover of something, but they do a pretty yeah, good job describing it. Yeah,
2: I can see for the if they're talking about graded stuff and conditions of comics and stuff, I I can see the the video being useful.
1: Yeah. I, I, I thought that interview was fantastic. The, the, the other uh, one I'd recommend, I, I don't know if he's still listening to Rob's observations, but his latest uh, Rob Topsy on the star Wars books. They're, they're really good. They're really Not good.
2: The, yeah. I listen to, I just I pick and choose his depending upon the topic.
1: Yeah. The star Wars one's really good, especially like for inside Chakin and like who's inking him and stuff. it, it It's really interesting. And I, 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 I forgot. I mean, this is what I forgot because I didn't buy the star Wars comic off the shelf. I bought mm-hmm. the three pack Whitman things like the, the ones that came in the three packs. They did the movie one, yeah. one through three. And then the other ones was like four through six. I I, I bought those when they were at the, like the, I think it was, like, one of the grocery stores or something. I can't remember what it was. A retailer store. I mean, uh, TGNY or three something. Packs. Yeah, I, I, I bought them there. And those came, like, way after the film was released. But what I didn't realize is that issues one and two came out before the movie was released. And that's, like, fascinating because Rob read them Before they went to the movie, so he was like, you know, where's this Bix Darklighter stuff? Like, why did they spend so much time on this character and he's never in the film, but like for (laughs) two seconds, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, it's pretty fascinating, you know, to see the breakdown of all that. And he he actually reads quotes from Jim Shooter in there too, because Stan Lee and Jim Shooter didn't want to do it. And Shooter even admits it. Like they thought this was a losing sci-fi thing. Oh,
2: they didn't want to they, do the They did adaptation. not want
1: to do it. And it was Roy Thomas that that drove it home. And he even got Stan like he, he he didn't want to do it. He's like, well, did you know Alec Guinness is in Star Wars? And then he's like, huh? Well, I like Alec Guinness. <laughs> so it's like he he was doing everything he could to to get this and. And then Star Wars was, like, the biggest thing since sliced bread. And this is when Marvel was hurting, like, near the DC implosion and comics industry wasn't doing good. And, like, Star Wars actually saved the Marvel line financially. Just like Conan did in the 70s, the early 70s. So that's really good, really good podcast. Yeah, I never I'm trying to I don't
2: think I ever got any of the Star Wars comics other than was there. A, there was a treasury, wasn't there?
1: Yeah, you probably had that big one.
2: Yeah, I had the big one.
1: That was I had that one, too. That one I don't know when
2: that came out, though.
1: Collected. It was probably two a year after the movie. Okay. Was that before? So, yeah. You got to remember, though, that Star Wars played at the theater for over a year. Like, it didn't leave theaters. Yeah. That's what I was trying
2: to I was trying to look that up. Because I always was curious, like, to the order of how... Because I know I read... I think I read the... I must have read the Treasury Edition before. That's what made me want to see the movie. Oh, interesting. Is it something like. I'm not sure if it was the comic or. I read something that was Star Wars. It was either like a book adaptation, like a. whatever. Not like a book, but like a picture book type thing. Or it was the comic that I read and then went to see it.
1: I remember specifically going to Star Wars with my dad and my mom and my brother because the line was it was on central in albuquerque which is like one of the main streets and there's this theater called the highland theater and it was just a one theater theater like there there wasn't like a multiplex or anything like that and, but it was a big theater it was it was a big theater and i remember as a kid like oh my god why is the line like i've never seen a line like this like it went all the way to like a yeah. walgreens like it was it was a huge line and we waited in that line and we got in and it was like just mind blowing like as a kid that was like it was I, I don't know it like changed my life like it's ridiculous to say that but it did so much for a lot of young people because
2: was everything it was
1: like it, it it was like special effects and things that you could never have seen before like it it like jumped the bridge into something like it, it was amazing
2: It was, and I mean, we were, so Star Wars is 77, so yeah, we were like, we were little kids, so it was like perfect age for,
1: yeah, perfect age for it.
2: Here we go, release date, that's all I want to find.
1: 77.
2: What is this? Upcoming release dates, that's not what I want to (laughs) see.
1: I know it was 1977. Oh, I don't know if it was summer of 1977.
2: Yeah, I wanted to see if I could. It must see, have been you know, like, summer when it, I saw when it, it. Yeah, it, it, it was released in May, so. I want to see like how long it was in the theaters for. And I think it was re released at some point, too.
1: Yeah, it came later. They re released the three movies. Well, they. No, I, I think. think it, I, I think they re released before that. But then they re released it with the edited material later on.
2: Yeah, that was. I thought they released it like in the 70s, re released it in the 70s at some point. Um, I don't can't, I can't seem to find the information. Here we go. Star Wars opens in theaters on the History Channel. Let's see what they say. And blah, blah, blah. Uh, they don't say. No, well, says. I'm going being ask Bing AI, Bing AI. I don't know how.
1: It was, it lasted over a year. I, I I will say that because that came from, um, the Star Wars omnibus, like quoted directly. I don't. It. I didn't talk about the yeah. re-release, but it talked so about.
2: I think I must have seen it at some point. I don't think I saw it like when it first opened, but I saw it like. It well, obviously it ran for that long because it was building up steam, and they started releasing other things. But yeah, I remember that I I read something first, then I was like, begging my parents to that we, to go see the movie.
1: Yeah. Were and you then, in got... Canada at the time or no? Yeah, in Canada. Oh, okay. Well, can, can you talk about stuff for like two minutes because the prednisone is hitting my system and I don't know if you knew, but prednisone makes you pee a lot. <laughs> okay, you can go yeah. take a pee break. All right. All right, pee break.
2: I don't know what I should talk about. So, yeah, I don't know if I have anything else to say about Star Wars, because anything new other than what a million people have already talked about Star Wars. But I still think we are the the perfect age for it, because we were little kids when, when that first came out. So that became everything, especially when the toys came out. And I don't know the timeline enough to know when the toys came out with respect to... Um, the movie releases but once those came out that that the the toys quickly became everything so that was interesting i hear someone dying in the background i'm flipping through the comics to see if there's anything that i read that mike didn't read to talk about but i think we're talking about everything Everything there. I will say... uh, So I was... uh, So next weekend is C2E2. Are you going? Yeah, I'm going.
1: Oh, bastard.
2: I always go to... the local shows. (laughs) And I was putting... This year I decided to... put together... a separate list from my... List of comics I have just of just the title, specific titles that I want to make sure I look for.
1: Are we talking about big items or are we talking about like dollar books? Dollar books. Okay.
2: Just the ones where the series that I have a lot of issues of, but I have holes that I need to fill. So I'm going to try and target the target some of those to fill in the remaining holes. Yeah. And then some are just the ones that I have that I always look for, and then there's some that are newer ones that I I want to get the rest of.
1: I don't well, I understand have my list. this, Harley. I fed Harley like just now. She's not eating, but she goes out and eats some of her vomit. So I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs>
2: It's already digested.
1: Yeah. She's a strange one. Like, yesterday she wouldn't eat her food in the morning, but I took her for a walk, and then she ate it all. Like, she ate it all right away, and now she won't eat it again. And that's where I put her antibiotics in. (laughs) Uh. So she needs to take them, but she's being very stubborn.
2: Maybe she knows... She poisonous.
1: probably does know. She can smell it. She's super hungry to actually give in. I'd rather eat this vomit than have that down pills. <laughs> but uh, you're going to C2E2. Is there anybody there that you're um, looking forward to seeing, or you didn't really look at the. I did look. Yet?
2: There's no one I'm really terribly interested or. No one specifically that I'm dying to see. Are you going to Heroes, finally? I haven't got tickets yet, but I'm planning on it.
1: Okay. I know I know who I'm going to tar- target there. Um, I mean, there's only a handful of people, but I, yeah, I, I do want to go... Roy, Roy Thomas is going to be there on Saturday. So, like, if he has any panels, I'm going to go to it for sure. It looks like there's a few, like... Old, old, tiny guys. Well, Tom that, DeFalco, Tom DeFalco, and Ron Friends are going to be there, and you, you know how so, much I love those guys. And you know, one of my, my, some of my favorite panels at Heroes are the ones with the old
2: guys. So oh yeah. Those are going to be some amazing panels.
1: Yeah, so they're starting to announce the some stories. of the, that stuff, and I'm, I'm getting pretty excited. I just got to be healthy around that time for sure. Yeah. I need two things to happen. I need Harley and Barb to be healthy around that time. <laughs> but because that will that the Harley thing is the only thing that could vector us. But
0: yeah,
2: you know, yeah, she, she can do about seems that. to
1: be recovering. I mean, uh, it's just a lot slower than I'm hoping for. Yeah. How old is she now? She's thirteen. Yeah, yeah, old lady. Yeah, she's like me, old. She's probably, she
2: are you are, are you just
1: go, are you just going to um, Saturday? or Are you going all three days?
2: <clears throat> I go Friday and Sunday. Ah, so I don't Sunday. Go Saturday. Is I don't Sunday, your
1: shopping day, and Friday's your browse or. Friday is my shopping day, and
2: Sunday is my stroll artist alley, at a leisurely paced day.
1: And it's the opposite find, of what I and,
2: thought. F- and, fi- and find the booths that have reduced their prices. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Friday Friday is the I, well. I do Friday as the shopping day because I got I want to see if I can find the stuff I want before it disappears. Yeah. And then Sunday, Sunday is my yeah my leisurely day.
1: Well, that's very cool.
2: Saturday, I stay away because I don't want to deal with the
1: insanity. I like the insanity a little bit, but <laughs> well, Friday and Sunday are insane enough. Yeah, I, I don't, mean, know, if like, I don't like, know if I'll I don't know if I'll feel halls. different at Heroes and like. Friday will be the big day, and then Saturday it's more like I'll be downtown at the restaurants or whatever. Yeah, Saturday then... is
2: the day you take a nice long yeah. lunch.
1: <laughs> and then Sunday is kind of like, well, oh, I have this much, and I'm kind of bruising to see if there's any deals I can make. or I, I I probably will be looking at dollar bins and stuff for just like stupid shit that nobody wants because I want it. But... Um, mm-hmm. I'll probably get, like, one or two Golden Age books if I can, uh, d- depending on what, what I see, uh, especially if I see any of the Uncle Sam's or mm-hmm. uh, Plastic Man or any of the quality characters, which I, I like to buy, or Shazam books. But
2: Yeah, um, Heroes has always been a good show for dealers. Yeah. They seem to get a lot of the bigger... Uh... Old dealers with the classic comics. I should think... Well, because Heroes doesn't have any celebrities. So their, their focus is really on the comics. So they have a giant dealer area. Yeah. Probably one of the bigger dealer areas. Bigger than... I think in terms of comics, probably more than
1: C2E2. C2E2 is like more like a multimedia thing. Yeah, C2E2,
2: because they have a lot... Toys, C2E2 has way more than Heroes. Like toy toy dealers and other... Things other than comic dealers. Yeah. <laughs> Geek stuff dealers. They have tons of those. I mean, they do have a decent number of comics stuff, but and they have a huge artist alley. But Heroes has a huge artist alley too.
1: Yeah, well, Heroes is pretty much all comics. I mean, they they do have pop figures and all that toy stuff, but yeah, I don't know if they have any dealers.
2: I guess they do have some dealers that are non-comics because they have like the weapons people
1: and the. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, they they have they have their areas where those. they have a lot of them on the edge. You you'll see like a lot of toy dealers and Yeah. I remember when we saw Martin, it was near to the toys cuz I think his daughter was looking at some of the toy stuff, but Oh, that's right. Yeah.
2: I forgot we saw him there. He just comes in for the He just came in for the day.
1: Well, he, he is doing uh, smoking and uh, what do you call it? Like when, he's, when he's not uh, in the, what is that section called? The I forget. The, the hashers and the burnouts? The hashers and burnouts. When he's not in that section, he'll hang out with us for a little bit. <laughs> Before
2: he has, needs it to run out and get his nicotine on. That's right. I remember those days.
1: Were you a nicotine addict or not really?
2: Oh yeah. Mm. Nicotine.
1: Sweet sweet nicotine. So if we took a picture of your lungs, would you have black lung?
2: No, I think it, I think they say it goes away like in twenty years or something. Mm. Like, in like a certain amount of time, your lungs regenerate. Like what everything was, else
1: on your body. What was um, the age you stopped?
2: I stopped when I was thirty? Ah. I think it was two thousand. Wait, was I thirty in two thousand? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was around it was around there. Yeah, it was about thirty. uh, So it's been before at least six we Six or seven years. Yeah, it's been about six years. Six <laughs> hundred years.
1: Yeah. It all blends. It all goes fast.
2: Yep, so it's been...
1: I don't know about you, but as I age, time wow. goes by faster. It's weird.
2: Yes, that is 100%.
1: Like, the week just goes by, like, lightning fast. I'm like, what the fuck happened?
2: They say, I think the slowest period of our lives was when we were in, when you are in high school. Oh. Because those four years take about 600 years to go by. And then... Once you graduate college, you blink and then you're fifty. <laughs> yeah. But to be fair, when you're young, a year is a percentage-wise is a, a larger percentage of your life. For us now, a year is like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> percentage-wise.
1: Yeah. So let's uh, let's dig into Savage Dragon two sixty four. Two sixty four, the Paul story. I mean, the story of Paul.
2: <laughs> Actually, I'm going to grab a cheer wine real quick.
1: Yeah, I'm drinking a Pepsi Peeps today. Oh, yeah. I still haven't tried that. It's pretty good. I was at the grocery store picking up my prescriptions while he's getting a, a cheer wine, and uh, I decided to get myself a Peeps Pepsi, which I've had before. Um, it, it's really um, a sweet. Pepsi's pretty sweet anyway, but it's really a good soda. But um while he's gone, what we're going to be talking about is Savage Dragon 264. Three issues of Spawn. Three issues of King Spawn. Three issues of Gunslinger Spawn. And I think three issues of Scorched. And... um Three issues of horror comics. So it's <laughs> like a lot of comics and Cheeky, um, which is a Kickstarter by Pat Shand and his wife. I, I don't remember her name unfortunately. Until Amy. I open up the Amy Shand. Um, they do these books. They put out another one that's on Kickstarter right now. I forget what that one's called, but Thirsty. Yeah, Thirsty. Um, I will say though. Like I enjoy cheeky, but I thought the first one that he did, thirsty, I think it was thirsty, was a lot better. It was. Um, I
2: don't have on my shelf. It's
1: called thirsty. Yeah, Thirst oh. I I thought thirsty was a lot better than cheeky. Um, cheeky it was was, was, it was. Re- really good, but thirsty seemed to be deeper in, in my opinion. Like, just I agree. just levels of this one was a little more shallow uh covering you know it didn't and it didn't dive into these characters and then but it did have the linking thread in other words
2: yeah it did it ha- continue
1: it it, it, it has like these short stories and they're all linked together so it has it has the same formula it's just a little bit different well I might as well talk cheeky since we're in it but um and had you know when there's a cameo of someone from the first
2: volume, I mean that's what you get excited about. Was there a cameo? Because I didn't
1: recognize it. There was at the uh, at the uh, butt butt festival. <laughs> oh, that, well, that's what cheeky was about. It, I the overall plot is there's like many characters, but there's a character <laughs> in each one of the threads that's heading to California or wherever it is. For a cheeky butt contest.
0: Yes.
2: Cheeky butt contest.
1: Which co- which character was the one?
2: Let me find the page.
1: Cause I didn't. I missed it.
2: It's on. Where is it? I think it was. I don't know. You could talk while I look. I'll try to.
1: Where is it? Well, let me find Cheeky because I filed it away already, but um, oh I'll have dairy. to take the tape off of it. Cause I read this one. We we had so much to read. Are you, yeah, you read it when it came, right? We 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 read we read had so much to read, and I was like, I'll get a head start. But what what happened is I got really sick, and I had last weekend I had no motivation to like read a lot. And I wanted to read what I wanted to read. (laughs) So I had a runny nose, and I don't like to read with a runny nose because I have Kleenex shoved up it, and I just didn't want to read. But I had read Cheeky very early. And um, it, it, it concentrates on... Oh, there it is. I found it. What... These don't have page numbers, so you'll have no, to. No, if you them. start at the if you start at the back, it's
2: okay. To, just turn two pages in, and look at so. You see the one where they're the two where the two girls are hugging, and she's saying, "Congrats, I'm so proud of you." Yeah. You go to the page before that and look at the last panel.
1: Oh, shit. They're just in the <laughs> background with the girl with the camera and the girl. Or the guy. Yeah, that was my favorite guy in the first volume. <laughs> yeah, he was the fat guy that was filming uh, X-rated stuff with... Yeah, for the girl. With the girl. They kind of, like, found each other, but... Yeah, that was that was interesting. That's good. That is fucking good, uh... Attention to detail there, Bill. <laughs> Thank you. That's I'm impressed. That's really like you breaking down the panel and really uh, looking I, for
2: shit. I am a professional podcaster.
1: Yeah, I guess I'm not. I'm a very shallow podcaster just looking at the titties. You show me a titty on the screen and I'm like, oh, there's a titty. I'm distracted. You're distracted by the booty party the booty party well, the first story is about booty a group
2: contest. that uh
1: they're like they're like a, big, they're like a pr- band music
2: producers or yeah. something yeah
1: and they find this like new contraption that makes music by you touching it with various parts of your body
2: <laughs> and your emotions like affect the music it, the sound yeah. it
1: makes so they two of the uh uh the one of the women and the guy decide, well, let's fuck while we have this thing tied to us and they made yeah, some crazy ass yeah. music
2: and they recorded it.
1: And there's one guy in that that guy that's going to enter the cheeky contest cuz he's like measuring yep. his ass cuz the girl <clears throat> recommends, "Oh, you have a nice ass. Why don't you enter?"
2: Yeah, they saw like an ad for it or something. Big booty contest. And they're like, you should enter. He's like, really? And he measures his ass.
1: And then there's this group that's hanging out on the beach. And uh, what I think they're brother and sister, or maybe stepbrother and sister. Yeah, step-brother, stepbrother and sister, yeah. Sister. And she's pretty sexy. She's this pretty sexy girl. Um, she goes off on her own and meets up with another sexy girl, and they have some lesbian sex. And well, they well, get Well, first, busted. all the.
2: All the dudes tried to hit on the, the sexy girl, and she like blew them all off.
1: Yeah. And they later run into a...
2: Yeah, they go like, back to their cabin and open the door, and the sister is with the girl, and they're like, ah. Oh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they're all jealous. And this girl really falls for this girl, because it, fall, it, it it's kind of like a thread throughout the, the story. Yeah. Yeah, I think in the next one...
2: It's about order, her. She's missing her because she she moved back to
1: wherever she was from
2: New York, I think. And the one the stepsister also writes fan fiction.
1: Oh, that's a very imp- yeah. that's a very important part of the ongoing thread, too. Right. Mm hmm. And then there's this couple that likes to do like fantasy role play, imagination stuff when they're having sex. This is pretty interesting. She's also somebody that's going to enter the booty contest.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Then we got the contest.
1: Yeah. And um, the girl that was having uh, the lesbian relationship, I think, came in second?
2: Yeah. The one that won was, I think one that they introduced in this in this story. Oh, the
1: fantasy role player won, right?
2: Was she the fantasy role player? I thought so. She might have been.
1: I thought she was the fantasy role player, and then the guy that was in the first story that had the butt came in third. Faith Perkins, I wonder if she was the one, the fantasy, I thought she was.
2: That I'm unsure of.
1: Yeah, I'm not 100% sure, but I thought they introduced all of them before the contest.
2: Yeah, could have been.
1: I gave it a four out of five. Um, I, I, I liked it, and I'm going to co- definitely continue with... Uh, with these uh, Pat Shan-themed stories.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I would agree. I'd, I didn't think it was as good as the first volume, but I, I certainly enjoyed it. And some great art. I thought it was interesting there was a Joe Picard-drawn
1: story in here. The art was very good on all of them, I thought. I yeah. liked them all. I'm surprised you saw that little (laughs) link. Yeah, I saw him, I'm like, hey, I know that guy.
2: (laughs) And it makes sense that he was there, because...
1: That's his... He's doing the the sexy
2: videos, so... I'm
1: going to talk about Savage Dragon 264, which... uh, does sort yeah. of break the flow of uh, the current pacing of the book, but it is a very important part of the book because this is um, kind of like a straightforward story. But what it what it's doing historically is it's linking all of Eric Larson's old stuff, like from Graphic Fantasy and the right. all the mega... Savage
2: Dragon appearances.
1: Yeah, well, it's li- doing all of the dragon stuff before he became savage dragon so like right the megalith or not megalith but i forget what that that one company was called megaton megaton stuff all the megaton stuff and all of the graphic fantasy and stuff that's paul so that that is savage right. dragon that's he's like con- doing continuity things where he's linking all of this together um which is, which is what I found special about this story. I thought it was really neat. Mm-hmm. And it, he's kind of like in an alternate universe where there were like three dragons and he was a guy that wasn't even like a dragon. He was a costumed um, guy that would dress like the dragon. Right, but he, he had, a, had a, s-
2: cost, cost,
1: a... Dragon costume. Yeah. There. He or... had a similar... Um, background though like historically with the girls he met and all that stuff so that yeah, was very interesting
2: mm-hmm. I, is. I like how it opened with him like burning in a field
1: <laughs> yeah and then talking to Frank Darling and he had two kids that looked like one looked like a gray hulk Man,
2: candy and sugar are very. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, there were strippers that him and Star were dating, right? Yeah. He he actually mar- I thought married the one, and they, that's who he had the two kids with.
2: <clears throat> yeah, one of them was yeah.
1: And then later on, he met somebody like Angel or is her name Angelica Angel or no Angel's the kid. Um she was the patriotic looking character in Savage Dragon that Savage Dragon was with. So But this was this was really a cool cool comic. I liked it a lot.
2: Yeah, and it even ties to uh When they were fighting the... Whatever that one demon dude was.
1: Yep. And it ties to the uh, alternate universe. And Vanguard, there's even... Ties to the miniseries. You know, it talks about Megaton 3 and 4. Where he fought against Vanguard.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does. And then, well wasn't Paul like separated from the 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 uh, costume dragon guy by that wizard?
1: Yeah. But there were there were three of them inc- incarnations. William was separated from Dragon and there was that Flash Mercury who found that, you know had the costume too that looked like a, a dragon. Oh yeah.
2: He was referred to as the original dragon.
1: Yeah. Cool looking splash page. With a lot going mm-hmm. on. It's amazing. It's the only letter page that I really read outside of like those image letter pages that add all the backstory. Like I, I, I always read the columns and then I read his reply. I well, actually we read his replies first. <laughs> yeah, before... we, talk, we talked about that before. Yeah. We
2: both do the same thing where you look at the replies and then, <laughs> and then say, <laughs> do the I want it
1: looks interesting. Then I want to go back and read the okay. letter.
2: Yeah. Especially the number stuff, like one this, two this. Then I gotta go back and see what the questions were.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I I gave it a five out of five, and I, I I think I just really dig the how he links everything, you know. From yeah, the for past. sure, this
2: is inter- this is interesting. In terms of, I mean, it's sad that it was outside the storyline, but which is unusual, but it, it was a necessary. I think. I think it was something that he needed to do because he wanted to get everything laid out properly and figure out how everything fits together in terms of the different iterations of his creation. Yeah. Which is interesting because that's kind of what he was doing with Ant too where he wanted to it it, 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 it almost seems like it's a need of his to like prog- in order to progress he needs to like figure out he needs to organize the past <laughs> in yeah. order to proceed.
1: <laughs> and I think he puts a lot of work into it and a lot of thought. In other words, like he struggles that sometimes, like um, he he really fights with himself. Like, how am I going to do this? And that's sometimes when he has like a writer's block, and he tells you, you know, I was having trouble dealing with this kind of situation.
2: Yeah, or he gets stuck. here. Yeah. That's why I. I wonder if this was like kind of. He wasn't really sure how to proceed with the main storyline, so he's like, he needed to put this to bed kind of and get the Paul story written down and uh, determined before he could, uh, maybe that helped him kind of move on with the main story after that. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully we start seeing some Savage Dragons coming out.
1: Mhm. But do you want to talk about my favorite spawn now? It's 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 totally changed. I, yeah, I'm surprised that you switched. I totally switched, but but you were always a, you were always a proponent of King Spawn. Like you always liked it, yeah, even I artistically. I tend to like have thought of it as my least favorite. And then they throw me a bone by giving me salmon twitch, <laughs> and That's I I was just like, I was in heaven, you know, because the, he has this crazy organization and they're they're creepy. I mean, they're a creepy organization. There's always like flies and insects around them, and they they look like death, and they like harvest like body parts, and um. It focuses on a punk, like, with a heart. Like, he's taking a heart somewhere. Like, he killed somebody, took the heart away, and he's taking it to these... He's, like, a courier for this organization. And that's what leads Sam and Twitch to the, the murder mystery. Like, mm-hmm. in my favorite part of the comic book, like, I absolutely fucking loved when they're questioning the guy. Like, um... I don't know if it's a 19. Is it a 19 where they go to question um Let's see. Maybe it's 20. They go to question that organization. Yeah. Was it? Was it even before then? Let's see. I think it's before, cause that's when he meets Tom. That's when he meets uh, Spawn. I don't think, yeah. Was it 18? I don't, Did it go that far Sam back?
2: A, I don't think Sam and Twitch were in 18.
1: Okay, it wasn't. It had to be 19 then. Yeah.
2: Because 19, yeah, 19 is when they found out about the brains. And yeah, they got cause the they went to go card, question. They, they went
1: to question the Santa, and then they yeah. went to question the. And, and I found this whole part fascinating, like, this old man is, like, wearing a Santa hat. He, like, is creepy as hell, and then he has, like, a Lex Luthor-type prototype of Mercy, like, his, uh... Wow, Alexa, shut up! I don't know why she triggered, but, um... <laughs> This this girl's like Mercy, and she was uh, she goes, oh sir, Detective Burke, you have quite the prominent brow. If you'd like to get details on how to donate to our research, we'd pay quite well. Like to get his brain. And he goes, are you he goes, are you trying to bribe me? Whatever you guys are doing here, I promise I'll be back with a ton of warrants and a foot ready to shove up your ass. <laughs> Might want to put that in your day planner. <laughs> I fucking loved it. Nice. And he go, and the guy back there, he goes, "Oh, look at that head! It's like a Neanderthal." <laughs> oh yeah, they're sizing up, yeah. This oh head. god, I love, it. and they find oh. this dead punk that was carrying the brain. It's leading them on this mystery, which leads them to Spawn, 'cause Spawn's going after these. G- guys because they're this this series like vectored away from the main plot thread and i think i found it like a hundred percent threat i think they're still in the same plot thread like i think this corporation has to do with they they i think they know about the dead zones and stuff like that yeah i'm sure it'll tie in and the heaven and hell and it's sort of tied into it but to me it was like a refreshing break yeah i did like that's also why
2: i liked uh gunslinger because it was nice to be outside of the main storyline for a bit
1: <laughs> yeah gunslinger has always been like sort of outside because he's sort of getting revenge that's like his thing
2: yeah he's on his own mission yeah
1: he's on his own mission and you know we we've seen him attack the priest we've seen him attack the guy that was living in the shack they're all like people that tortured him or killed a sister and now he's after another another character that owns like a big corporation and is linked to Angels and it looks to me like in some of these issues that like Gunslinger was going to die like he he was outgunned cuz these Angels were attacking and mm-hmm. like in the early issues of Gunslinger do you remember he knew what to attack and the, this time they had shields around <laughs> their face
2: Yeah they figured out how to avoid his necro bullets or whatever Yeah
1: and there's a speedster because this corporation was doing like superhuman research and they turned this kid and they killed a lot of his friends. Uh, he he survived it. And he's like a uh, Flash prototype. He He's very yeah, he's much. Focus. Yeah, Focus is very much like Flash too, like the Wally West Flash. Because the Wally West Flash, when he would run, he'd get like super hungry and he'd have mm-hmm. to replenish and he'd get tired. Well this guy could like run super speeds but then he has to like he'll he'll yeah, like, pass tired, out. Yeah. And gunslinger's trying to keep him alive because they're both after the same guy and they know he knows that the angels are coming and the angels come and I like when he whispers to the he whispers to the speedster he's like well you know he cut their wing like so so he like
0: the yeah, speedster gets a, a
1: blade and he like cuts off one of the wings and yeah, when one of their ones. wings is done, like of oh, the angel's wing is cut off, they go through like a, a madness, like yeah,
2: they, they go, go crazy.
1: They go crazy. And then later on Gunslinger cuts off both their wings and I don't I don't know how in the one issue but he somehow has wings now. Like I don't yeah, know how so he
2: stuck the wings on his
0: own back. His back.
1: Yeah. somehow incorporated. So um yeah, I really liked uh these King and Gunslingers.
2: And yeah, I think Gunslinger, the Gunslingers were my favorite.
1: Mine was Sam and Twitch. I love those guys. I did like
2: seeing Sam and Twitch. And I will say the Issue 19 had like different artists. It was Thomas, Natchlick and Von Randall. Yeah. I I liked the art in that one.
1: Oh, I liked it. You've always liked the King artists. I've not been too big on them but these artists I liked a lot. Like, I thought these guys were great.
2: Yeah, and in one of the letters columns, they say that someone mentions Von Randall, and he's like, you know, there'll be more of him coming up in the future, so I'm hoping that he takes over one of these books.
1: I I, I would be totally for if they turned King Spawn like, once this King thing is over, into a Salmon Twitch. Like, just... Just have a book with Sam and twitch. In oh it. man, yeah. Because I I, I would be totally for that. To and yeah. Twitch. And it was I I love the newspaper um and the king spawns and the was it king spawn or gunslinger where they were doing the news the three news reporters. I I I liked how they were talking about what was happening. Maybe that I was think... scorched. Maybe that was scorched.
2: I can't remember which books they do
1: it in. I think it was yeah, Scorched. Because like Scorched, Scorched was pretty shallow. It was uh, She Spawn and Redeemer. Well, Scorched uh, is
2: my least favorite. Mine too. Right it,
1: it doesn't seem to have... It's not grounded very well. But um, they, the thing I did like in, in that plot thread was the Mandarin Spawn. Which I bought the action figure for. Yeah, that was, that was for. cool. Yeah. Because I I really did think he was a cool character, like the way he ruled his kingdom and how they were they, how the I do like the freak, I I of of like the supporting cast right now, like the freak is is pretty interesting to me. Yeah, like, he's badass. His motivations and like what he's doing, and he doesn't even like Spawn, and he's he's like choosing to be with his enemy to fight his enemies kind of thing, and. I, I, I like that. I like that a lot. And that that's the part of the Scorch that I, I, I do like. I like I liked the Mandarin Spawn. I like that they confronted him. I like the Mandarin Spawns. They brought those two guys back. Like, well, Mandarin get...
2: Spawn, he's like bringing demons in to fight, and whoever survives, like he wants the strongest to be on his team. So he's basically having people fight,
1: creatures fight to be on his team. <laughs> The, ones that, the, the, the two characters that I don't remember was that female Love. They call her Love's or her first name something and something love. And then that robotic looking spawn, like that cyborg, um, that, that came out of the dead zones because Nyx in the spawn comic, Nyx actually got found out where the dead zones were and she released some yeah, of that was
2: the, Spawn was really good, too. Yeah, it really was. The main main story. Yeah, Yeah, because...
1: I think it's because of Nyx, though. Like, it added, like, a... They had a whole Nyx issue, and it added, like, so many layers of complexity, especially with, like, medieval Spawn. I really didn't realize that that, uh, the character, when they're separated, one's on one side of Spawn's team and one's on the other side. Like medieval spawn has different motivations than Mark. Yeah, they That's they, fascinating. Medieval spawn seems to hate Mark. <laughs> yeah, that Like he's using him as a host but he That's yeah. that, it's like a Hulk thing. I I like <laughs> I really like that in spawn. Yeah. Like cuz they didn't really play with that before and they they made that a point, you know.
2: Yeah, and the uh the 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 last issue of Spawn was kind of a, a game changer with Nyx and the Green World and everything. Oh yeah, the, you find the, out what's really going on. That was fascinating.
1: Yeah, the Green World is kind of like the Parliament of Trees and the uh, and Swamp Thing.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And then you got the vampires leave. You know they're fleeing Omega Island and leaving Sin and. Uh, by himself, uh, pretty much. W- who was fighting Clown. That was some good stuff. I-, I really liked that. And then you had the Cain and Abel fight. Uh, with- Cain is Sin, and Abel is the Forsaken. So they had a big fight. Mm-hmm. Then you had Saigor and Overkill going after Medieval Spawn. And... Um, yeah, the Nyx thing was very, very interesting. And Nyx yeah, and wants Parliament. to actually talk to Gia, but the Green World avatars are saying she's not available, which okay, is also yeah. pretty interesting.
2: Yeah, because she's off... She's she's fight fighting something, or she's trying to... What's, what did I... I can't remember what I wrote down.
1: No, oh, she's holding close the... I think they're lying to her seems, though. Yeah. I think I think the green is lying to her. Like I I think, to based, Nix or ba- ba- to... yeah, to Nix. I I, yeah. I think they're, I think they have their own motivations, and uh, I don't think they're on the same line as Nix because Nix used to be an ally to Al. So Great. that that's also an interesting piece of the the puzzle. Yeah. And then Nyx became an ally. Like right now, she's an ally to um, uh, Jim Downing. But it seems more like a circumstantial ally than a real ally. I think she trusts Al more than she does Jim. At least that's the impression I get. But I I this the spawn book seemed to have picked up. I don't I don't know if they they felt like they were stirring around like plot threads and they were moving the needle, but it seems like things moved a lot in these 3 yeah, issues. Yeah, especially at the end. I think
2: the the stuff of the guy was big and then the uh in uh oh in King Spawn there was a big reveal at the end of of twenty, yeah. And then, where did Gunslinger end off? Did he find a? Oh, he what? stuck the angel wings in. So that's progress. That's progressing in a weird way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, in Scorch, they got that Urizen or whatever dude.
1: Oh yeah, that big demon. They, yeah, they freed that, the that demon. Was the... Yeah. Uh... He was forming an alliance with, um, I forget. Was it, They were calling him like the Horseman of Apocalypse or, or something like that.
2: Yeah, it's something about the apocalypse, yeah.
1: And he was quoting the Bible at the end, like Johnny Cash. <laughs> <sighs> and then, even in, was it in uh,
2: Gunslinger where there was that big dude...
1: Gun- Gunslinger had that big angel. Yeah, the big angel guy. But I thought he got his wings cut. Like, I thought all of them did. I don't know if he did. But there were more angels on the way. Like, that's that yeah. was like the first batch of them. Right. Well, that's why I told
2: the speedster to get, get the hell out of here. Yeah. <laughs> there's more coming.
1: Well, I thought Gunslinger was, I thought something was going to happen to him because he was outgunned. And then he went into like this this frenzy mode like where he just lost his shit and started going nuts and cut the rest of their wings off cuz they they they, they make the... it they, they make it a point to say that gunslinger is the weakest of the spawns. Oh yeah, I guess the he did spawn.
2: take down I guess he did take down the big dude. I think that's probably the wings he has.
1: I think those are the wings he attached to his back. I don't know how he attached them, but they they look like they're, whatever he did, they look fused to his body now because they're big ass wings.
2: Oh, can I just say,
1: man, every
2: every issue, Brett Booth impresses me more.
1: Yeah, I I, I really would like to see, though, because I think it, it definitely looks like Brett Booth, but. I could see the inkers doing stuff too, so like yeah he had ha- like if you look at gunslinger, he has different inkers,
2: yeah, in the uh
1: in fifteen, there was three different inkers <laughs> but but prop- but props to the inkers because what what like an inker could start to turn something into his own, yeah. like I think I like.
2: In 17, let me see if 16 was the same. Yeah, in 16 and 17, Ad, Adelso Corona did the inking. I think he's a real. I think those two are really good.
1: Well, I think the guy, was... the guy that they kept and they started crediting, is the guy they want. Yeah. Because usually they don't credit the inkers on the cover. Oh, yeah, on the cover. Yeah, so that's that's catching up on Spawn. Um, it was quite um, the reads. I, I thought Gunslinger was the densest. In other words, it took the longest to read. Um, I but God damn, I I I love um, Sam like. I love his temperament like I I I like the way they play off each other Sam and Twitch because like Twitch is the brains and Sam is just like raw emotion like I want to kick your ass and shove my foot up your ass you know kind of cop and I I god I like him and I like that he he went to this organization just to try to get clues and he's like i'm gonna shove my foot up your ass and all this crap i just love it
2: yeah seeing uh seeing them was off and i
1: i I actually think to me king spawn changed around too because of the art like like i really like the new art team i i really liked them
2: i gotta find it to compare here we go king spawn
1: Oh shit, we forgot to mention that uh, um, Terry is looking for his daughter and then they find her.
2: Yeah, that was the end of... But
1: did you see her age? She's aged. It's crazy. She's not a little girl anymore. That was a key part because Terry was a big part of the story. As a matter of fact, he was kidnapped in the early issue of King Spawn,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I like how he got away from his captors. He like slams, he like kicks the emergency brake, and that one guy just goes flying through the goddamn windshield.
2: <laughs> oh, Terry! Yeah,
1: yeah. When he escapes, those two guys that captured him. Yeah, I really, I I don't know if it was in the mood for like a story change, but to me, the King Spawns felt like they vectored away from the main thread a little bit, and I I just liked it a lot because I just yeah, think this too. organization has like a horror vibe to them, like it's got like a creep factor that is very interesting, and they're wealthy, they're incredibly wealthy. They like threaten Terry, like, "Oh, we'll just go after your family," you know, like we're we don't care, like we're. I I like how they like push their power around, like you can't stop us.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I think with that. I like it because it brought the scope in. It made a smaller scope where it was just kind of on the streets investigating this thing. Yeah. Which was a nice change of pace from the, all the 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 high-level war between <laughs> the different spawn factions. and the and, different
1: factions and the church. Of, yeah, there, yeah. There's so much going on with
2: that. So it was nice to have a little more down-to-earth type story.
1: I agree. I agree.
2: So um, it's scorched yeah scorched I, I like the stuff on with the Mandarin, the best out of the scorched. I like the the, the
1: visual depiction of his art too, like when they draw the Mandarin, like yeah he's like Mandarin's scrawny, cool. he's like skeleton like type weird.
2: And one of the issues of, which was it? (coughs) Gunslinger. Maybe it was 15. Yeah. In 15, like the opening scene. So it's like this guy breaks into this couple's house and, and kills them. And then afterwards it steals... I can't remember some diamonds or jewelry or whatever, yeah, some and then he, jewelry, yeah. Yeah, afterwards he's going to a bar, and then he, he goes back home. A yeah, he meets with a friend at the bar, and then he goes back home and he's shaving, and then the the speedster dude comes through his mirror or something. So, so that's a weird power.
1: <laughs> well, I but actually, are... I, I actually, well, he vibrated through the wall, I think. Okay. Yeah. I think he like he would, you yeah. know how Flash can run through yeah. things. Yeah. I think that's what he did. But I I think he killed the other guy. I didn't think he killed the guy that that killed the couple. I thought he killed the friend. You know how there was was two guys and they're both on killing people and robbing them? I think he killed the friend that he met up with at the bar. Okay. Oh,
2: is it the friend?
1: Yeah. Because then the scene cuts to the guy that teaches, like, is teaching Gunslinger how to read and all that stuff like and he looked a lot like the hair color of the guy that killed the two in the front and i was like oh why is he switching and it really wasn't that kid um
2: it could have been although
1: i thought it was the dark-haired guy that he killed uh yeah he did
2: but i thought that was i thought the dark-haired guy was the guy who no he was
1: the other guy the dark-haired guy was the guy he met at the bar, but but they're both in on it. Like they they both are murdering yeah, people. Yeah, they're.
2: I mean, he was the getaway driver. Yeah. <laughs> but I was gonna say the artwork in those uh, those first few panels or pages is amazing. Yeah. And the detail is like crazy that he he puts into like all of the all the panels. It's
1: like, mm-hmm. So good. I really see like Brett Booth. I the,
2: you can see all the leaves. You can see all the grass yeah, blades. I think, like I think, Bre- so much I think uh,
1: Brett Booth actually got uh, better.
2: I think so too. I think he's given it his all for these books.
1: Yeah. Because he, he was doing some new 52 stuff at, uh, at DC.
2: Yeah, I know he did a lot of DC stuff.
1: He's got like a more scratchier detailed pencil going on now and I like it. I don't know if it's because of who's inking him or what but I like it a lot. Yeah, and it too. it goes with the book really well. I I would be curious to see like how they come up with gunslinger plots. Like I, I think they're doing it the Marvel way where, where uh, Todd is like, I think this is where we're leading it. He lets... Brett Booth do his thing, and then he goes and fills in the story. I I would guess that's how they're doing it. But
2: you know that, that reminds me. Um, I recently listened to uh, Rob's observations where he, Rob was talking. He has an episode where he talks about like how credits work in comics or how they used to work like in the old days. Yeah, because he gets a lot of flack sometimes because if he did like the plot of a, a story, people. Th- Think that he he didn't like, or I can't remember the words. I can't remember the words. He does He
1: does the plot, but he doesn't do the dialogue. He usually has somebody do the dialogue. Yeah, and he he he's talking about
2: in terms of like how it works down the percentage of like royalties and things like that. Yeah, and he kind of he kind of explained the Marvel method in a little more detail, which I thought was interesting, because he was saying that. It's not just like a high-level plot that they're providing. They're providing like page by page. Here's what happens on each page. Yeah. Sometimes what happens in each panel, it's just no dialogue. It's just... Right. So it's basically doing everything except for the dialogue and then later filling in the dialogue. Right. um, Which I think is more involved than a lot of people think because a lot of people think it's, it's just kind of a paragraph, here's what happens in this issue, and then the artist figures everything else out. But it's a, it's a little more involved in that in a lot of cases. So in this case, I mean, I'm guessing that Todd ha- keeps a pretty tight rein on...
1: Well, I'm pretty sure he keeps stuff, a tight... So. I think he keeps a tight rein on all of his stuff, like as an editor. Like yeah. he knows where he wants to go, and he gives his team... But I, but I think because he's from the art school... I think he lets his artists tell the story. Yeah. Like I I don't I don't think I I think he trusts his artists to, you know, follow his guidelines and and go from there.
2: Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. We should write a letter and ask the question.
1: Yeah. Um um I I find the, the Todd letters to be more like people promoting their toys or their images they drew uh, than, than the good back matter that we have in Savage <laughs> Dragon. There was a lot of that. They're like, I, used,
2: I read Spawn back in the day and you inspired me to start my own toy company. Here's yeah. the information about my toy
0: company. <laughs> there yeah, like a and there, there was like, like
1: um, I mean, yes, their pictures look pretty awesome on how they photograph their toys and stuff. But I, I like more like, Real letters, traditional letters, you know.
2: Yes, yeah. Salmon Dragon has the more detailed letters where people are asking real specific questions about stuff.
1: The characters sp- spawns tend to have just like, "Here's my fan art. What do you think?" <laughs> mm-hmm. There are Salmon Twitch toys that they're advertising on the that I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind. I wouldn't mind getting. I've stayed away from toys pretty good, but, God, those spawn toys are awesome. Like, I really wish I had at least one of every character. That's a lot. Yeah, I I just wish I would, but I what am I going to do with them? Like, I, that's when I start asking myself <laughs> exactly. questions, you know. <laughs>
2: Exactly. And you have toys in your basement and boxes that you haven't looked at in 30 years.
1: Yeah. Um. Do you want to jump to White Savior? Did you read it? I did read it. What did you think? Because this falls in your samurai. I didn't think you liked samurai.
2: I don't like samurai.
1: Yeah. I thought this was okay. I liked it a lot more than notes. I liked it a lot more than you did. I uh, I like the main character uh, quite a bit. I I I like the art a lot. Um. By Eric Nguyen. It's written by Eric Nguyen and Scott Ber- Berman, and the art is by Eric Nguyen. And um, I know you didn't. You're not a samurai fan. I kind of am, um, but I'm not as big as like Ed Moore. Like Ed Moore loves the Japan history of everything, like Usagi the Jimbo or any comic that I like run across. Like even if it's mm-hmm. Star Wars and it has like a samurai bend to it or a uh, Japan type bend to it, I I I immediately contact him and say, did you check this out? um like hitomi like i i talked to ed and i said did you see this and he said he liked it a lot but um this one i I liked a lot i thought the humor beats were good i thought the the story like
2: yeah it is an interesting concept
1: yeah his grandfather like i loved how his grandfather was trying to tell him about the white savior and he's like i don't give a shit you know i I, I like how he finds this girl that uh, yeah, and that's in
2: the present day.
1: Yeah, the present day stuff was really good. I, I I like the art. Like this gang was like gonna, they were mugging a girl, and then he he looks like he comes up with like, he takes off his uh, helmet, and he just beats he like clocks this guy on the nose, and it looks like he breaks mm-hmm. his nose, and these guys just run away. And he's like, "Are you okay?" And she goes, "I'm fine," and all this stuff. But she steals his wallet as she takes off. And later on, at he's with his muscle-bound gym buddy at the. At, well, she she
2: takes off with the guys he beat up, so they were working together.
1: Yeah, they were in the car. He sees them drive by, yeah. and they were working together. I like how they show the guy. I like how he draws the guy with the nose, like he's still holding his nose. still holding him. his nose. Yeah. <laughs> and she's in the back seat and uh she takes off but later on he runs into the girl at the restaurant and uh sort of chases her down and that's when he like it gets really weird cuz he like flips into the uh alternate world where the samurai are fighting
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i i like how it makes it look like even though he's asian that he i i thought he would be the white savior Like, I thought he was the character, but the white savior is that other guy that his grandfather was telling him about. Yeah, he... Well, he he goes to
2: feudal Japan, and he's, like, in the middle of this, like, battle, trying to save himself, trying to protect himself. And he ends up... I can't remember how he got out of the situation...
1: Oh, he, oh, passes, he, he passed he, out. <laughs> well, he saved the guy from getting killed. Oh, yeah, that pushed him Yeah, and then he passed out, and later f- found himself with a bunch of geishas bathing him in a, a tub.
2: And then he meets the white savior.
1: Yeah, who's a a drunken. Who turns out to be yeah.
2: Not a, not not the hero he was expecting.
1: <laughs> yeah, I really like this. I I know you're kind of iffy on it, but well, uh, I give
2: I give it a four out of five. I thought it was it I, was well I gave it a
1: five out of five because I I just thought it the flow and what it was trying to capture, and I I love his art. It's like yeah. a scratchy art, but like if if you just look at some of these panels, even when their samurai are fighting, it looks amazing. I, I thought it was great. I thought the colors were great. Um, so color was Iwan Joko Triomo. I thought he did a fantastic. Your guy, Micah Myers, lettered it. I thought the lettering there was great. Like he like he, when he went back in the past where there was storytelling, he used a different font where they were showing mm-hmm. the white savior getting shot with those arrows. And I thought he did a great job with lettering.
0: Yeah,
1: I just thought as a package, I I was really excited about it. Like a, I, I, think this Eric Nguyen guy is somebody I want to know more about. That's Pay attention for sure. to. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I gave it a five out of five. I I gave the <laughs> I'm gonna give the King Spots five out of five. And uh, the White Savior, a 5 out of 5. But everything else pretty much scored a a 4 out of 5, except for the horror ones. I thought I gave these a 3 out of 5, because I didn't think they were as strong as some of the others we've had in the past.
2: Yeah, so we read 15 through 17, and these are continuing the... Stories by Marcelo Bondi, which I think the last two that we read were also Marcello Bondi. But I
1: liked—I think I liked them better. Are you all right? What happened? Oh. Barb grabbed her finger, and I guess she was trying to close the door and closed it on her finger. Oh! Ooh. I've,
2: that's, I've done that.
1: There's a couple of uh, these stories that I do want to discuss because... Um, I didn't yeah, there's at them. least
2: one, at least one, and so in e- in each uh, issue, there's probably like five to six stories. It was interesting because some of them were quite interesting concepts and were really good. Some of them, I have no fucking idea what what was going on, and some of them, a couple of them actually repeated like the same themes as earlier stories. <laughs> so here, so, but I think I think what this is is. This Bondi guy probably put out these stories like over years, like in, I don't know, An anthology his own, his own your, books uh... or anthologies or stuff. And this is kind of just collecting them all. He just kind of submitted them all to Antarctic and said, here, you can uh, publish all of these. So they kind of collected them all together. And but so... yeah, there's, there are definitely some in here that I, we need to discuss.
1: Yeah, so Back back to Earth was a, a pretty straightforward. They have a fa- space failure, and they uh, a guy escapes on a, a shuttle and then ends up on space, but he's able to get on a, another sh- ship and land himself on an island, but now he's trapped on a deserted island. Yeah, he
2: finally makes it Back to Earth, but it's a desert island. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Black Hole one, I thought the art was really good. Um, oh, not... fantastic. I love the art in that. It's so good. It's like, like hyper, hyper detailed. It's yeah, really good.
2: Mariani. Yeah, it was fantastic. It's,
1: it is beautiful. It's called Black Hole. Um, the story is like a virus has is, is happened and turned the crew of these. Uh, the ship that they're going to rescue that thought was hitting a black hole into aliens. But it mm-hmm. looked to me like. They were heading back into the black hole, so I, I wasn't quite sure.
2: Yeah, they escaped on like a shuttle, and then they saw the black hole, and then it, it almost going looked back like the they they were station. repeat. Yeah, where they're gonna find themselves as as lizards again. So I think it's like a. Yeah, it's a, like a, a Twilight
1: loop. Zone thing, right? They're stuck in a loop, yeah. and they're the ones that got infected.
2: And I think this this is one of the themes. There's actually another story in another issue that's very similar. To very, this
1: one. very similar, like almost <laughs> identical. Yeah,
2: that's why when I read the second one, I'm
1: like, I think I already read this. Did they reprint it? <laughs> yeah, the blue epidemic one was about a virus that turns all these people blue and it spreads and they don't remember who they are. This one was a little confusing towards the end when it went back. I I thought it looked like the same character. Yeah,
2: I I wasn't sure if it was really happening or if it w- was just a commentary on the blue screen of death.
1: Yeah, I I think it was commentary on the blue screen of death. It wasn't a virus, but it it was like, oh, this is the blue screen of death in Windows. Like yeah. I I <laughs> it it was odd, very odd.
2: It was yeah, it was weird. I did
1: think it was cool how the virus, it was black and white, but the virus was definitely colored in blue. Yeah. Gold one I was a little confused with.
2: That one was confusing in terms of trying to keep the characters straight. Trying I to keep
1: the characters straight, and I'm not sure I understood the alien thing at all like it started like a western and then it ended up in space.
2: Yeah, cuz I think some of the I think it, what it is is the aliens take the f- form of the the cowboys or whatever cuz they're trying to get gold cuz they use gold for fuel.
1: The next story headstone very simple, but again the art by Matteo Gallardini Was really awesome. Like, his art was beautiful.
2: Yeah, I agree.
1: Damn. It's about a girl that's there at a tombstone, basically, for her husband, and he's there watching.
2: But he's, yes. And then we find out he's the one who
1: died. I, I don't know if it was 16 where I was really confused with some of these stories.
2: Yeah, I guess in that last one there wasn't any confusing ones, but let me see. Well, the first one's a freak story. That was pretty straightforward.
1: Yeah, and you like freaks.
2: I do like freaks.
1: And it went into the Western where they were uh, the freak show was attacked by Native Americans, which were, really weren't. They were Native sh- Americans. They were Union soldiers. Yeah, jerks. Yeah. Serial killer was was pretty straightforward. It was an interesting. Uh, I had a play question out. on that one. It, That's, is that, the detective the werewolf? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's the whole thing. Look at his sideburns. That's how you tell through the art. Oh, was it the sideburns? Yeah. Because
2: like I kind of figured it, but I was like, it doesn't really say anywhere that.
1: Well, he, oh he, yeah, because he had like he, the, he, the, the 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 thing facts. about that is he's trying to find all these like murders, and it's him. He's the yeah, one that's him murdering. Day, him. Yeah. As soon as and he's it like, goes dark, he's killing him right outside my apartment. He's yeah. <laughs> Stone Age is the one I didn't understand at all. Like I I didn't get it. Because it really wasn't the Stone Age, I guess, but no,
2: it's the future. I think that was at the because that yeah, at the end they reveal that they're at the Coliseum, so it's, it's it takes place in the future, not the past, yeah. which is another theme. there's another story that does the exact same thing.
1: <laughs> yeah this next one was confusing, um the city of salvation. Like I get the gist of it, but I, I was a little confused on why this guy was taking his family to this thing, and he had done some bad things in the past mm-hmm. to keep his his daughter to get the cure for his daughter, who's dying. Yeah, he's trying to get he he needed to get money to go to the like
2: this is a above the planet. There's like this city. On these platforms or something. I don't know. But apparently in in the city they have a cure for whatever his daughter has. So he's trying to get enough money to get there. So he gets a job as an assassin. And then finally saves enough money. And they're about to go up in the elevator to be saved.
1: But they kill him.
2: And they kill him for food.
1: They kill him for food. And then they keep the daughter. But they don't want to eat the daughter because she's got the disease. Because she's sick, yeah yeah yep. that's so it that was weird
2: very dark story <laughs> yeah you turn into an assassin to save your daughter and well, I, guess so I the think daughter it was lives,
1: seventeen so. that I was confused with mostly yeah, so we we're, were not
2: very confused well, I was confused by the werewolf one.
1: well, I wasn't with that one. that was a typical uh tales from yeah. the crypt kind of thing I thought. I, I, what what yeah, do they I call assu- those? I assume
2: that's what, that was. what do they call
1: that formula? I don't remember what they call it, but
2: I'm not. They, I didn't know that. I'm not they, sure.
1: Well, that's type of storytelling. I forget what they call it, but um, I, the the hobo one was it's very strange to me. I I didn't understand it.
2: Yeah, I didn't understand. Here's my hobo.
1: No idea. Homeless guy what arrested else?
2: by alien cops.
1: Yeah, but the cops are weird. They're like. They look like um, decaying corpses of aliens. Didn't understand it.
2: Yeah, I didn't get it either. Humans
1: and aliens. It. I really liked the art on that too for black for black and white horror. I thought I thought it was really good. Yeah, it's almost like
2: uh... what's it called? You know where you put like down where you like, cut out something in a piece of paper and put it down and like, spray paint over top of it. Yeah. Kind of looks like that. Yeah, that, that was a an interesting twist where the people in the car saw an alien and got stopped by aliens. But they're really
1: hijacking the... the car yeah, but they're actually humans. They're two teenagers. Yeah. They're hijacking the car to rob them. But they put on alien uniforms. But the people in the car are aliens and they actually (laughs) eat them. And they're heading towards Area 51. (laughs) I thought it was pretty neat. I liked that one. Yeah, that was good. This one was that black hole thing that was repeated again. Yeah. The the next one, Space Enigma. Yeah, Space Enigma is the... Black
2: hole story again,
1: just a different way of telling it, right? Yeah, and um, not as good. I, I, not as good as the other one. I thought it was good. So it's this. They're on
2: a space ship and it gets hit by this other ship comes out of nowhere and hits them, and so they have to jump on the in the shuttle and take off and go into the black hole, and then they come out of the black hole. And they hit, and then it, you reveal that they're the ones that hit the ship. Mm-hmm. So they get stuck in a loop. Again, the, the lesson is: stay away from black holes, or you'll get sucked into a loop.
1: I like the art, though. Yeah, that—that's another kind of uh, black and white magazine type style art. Really dark, yeah, heavy uh, black, yeah. Heavy dark tones, yeah. But the facial features and stuff really well rendered. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I like the art in that one. Supplies. Um, as a guy gonna get robbed while he's taking supplies to an area, um, which looks like a nuclear bomb went off and killed everybody and. They're trying yeah, to that was survive a, a in the future.
2: Repeating theme. Yeah, you think it's in the past, but it's the
1: future. Yeah. The space castaway. This one I was confused with. Yeah, it's a guy in space and he's wounded. Is he the one that. That killed the aliens, but he really killed his own people on the ship. That's what I thought. Yeah, I think it was something like that, yeah. So he's got a virus, or he was bit by something. Right. But I yeah. think whatever whatever bit him made him think that his crew was aliens, and yeah, he, he, killed he killed everybody on his ship. Yeah. The world is dead. This one was confusing.
2: Yeah, I didn't get this one. Let's see. Another species comes to Earth after some event. That was my entire notes. (laughs)
1: Well, what I understood with this one is these guys are searching for food. And they find a supermarket that actually has food. And they, like, notify the ship. And then I, I just didn't get it. Like, I... I yeah, because they're like kinda... planet Earth
2: is livable, which I don't know. So they're coming down to Earth, and that's, ladies and gentlemen, we're bringing you news for a long time. We're starting a brand new life on Earth. I, I, I honestly have no idea. <laughs> yeah, the exile that forced us to wander through many planets looking for a new home has ended. I don't, is it just people who came to Earth and? After, after an apocalypse, how <coughs> they're gonna move to on Earth? Don't know. Yeah. something like that.
1: Time travel was pretty simple. It's about the guy guys in trying to invent time travel, and uh, they're not having much. Oh success, yeah, that was a good one. But then yeah, his. Uh, <laughs> well, he go, he wanted his... to go back. Yeah, they're evaluating
2: time travel, and then his his it was his wife, I think.
1: Yeah, was they called him with his wife saying your wife died or something. Yeah, right? your wife
2: died. So he's like, oh shit, I gotta go back in time and stop this from happening. So he goes back in time, and he sees his wife, but she's he sees that she's with another <laughs> dude, and he kills her. <laughs> so he pushes her in the, of the car.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was fun. So it's almost like he just ended up back where he was. I think like. <laughs> He's the yeah. one that killed the cop <laughs> in the first place. Yeah.
2: So, so saving his wife, in the, he went to the past to try and save his wife and decided that he didn't want to save his wife.
1: The next one, I don't understand it other than... I wonder if it was trying to make us think they're going after a an alien and they're all aliens. Lizard people.
2: Yeah, let me... I wasn't forgot there sure. was even another story, but I didn't understand. I didn't understand it. Oh yeah, this one. He sure he. This guy likes li- lizard
1: people, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. The lizards it's and black the holes. The lizard running around.
2: He gets shot by drugs, taken into the truck, and then the police take off their helmets, and they're also lizards. And then they go somewhere. And then, I don't know, there's people, there's crowds of people, and then there's a city. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what that was. Not even a clue.
1: As an anthology, I gave it a three out of five, but I, there were some four out of five, I thought, stories in there. There, there, was, yeah. there. was There was like four or five I thought were really, really good. Yeah, I, some I, good art in there. In some I, the think, stories, I think I so. think they're pretty effective though for given like we're going like five to six pages, uh, you know, a story.
0: Uh-huh. I, yeah, I think there's only so much you we can well, do. Well,
1: yeah, I think they're well told for for the content that it is. But uh, we've seen better, and um, hopefully in the next issue we'll get that Jabberwocky.
2: Yes, next issue is two. Jabberwocky part two. I've been waiting so long. <laughs> Yeah.
1: I've been waiting so long. I thought we At would least... run into it, into this one. but I know, yeah. I thought so too.
2: At least we did have, uh, what's his name, David Hutchinson? Is that his name? Yeah, mm-hmm. David Hutchinson covers on a couple of these issues, so that was good.
1: Yeah. I think that covers everything. I think so. So a marathon of spawns and horror comics, and we just have to think about what we need to cover next time. And I, I really didn't plan ahead to throw any ideas out. I have no plans. So we'll just uh, try to come out with ideas throughout well, the Well, we
2: week. can do an Antarctic. We just got to rotate. Um,
1: We're... What are we behind on? Well, exciting, (laughs) we're real behind on, right?
2: Yeah, I don't think we've done exciting in a while.
1: Or planet? Did we do
2: planet? Let me...
1: I'm not sure. It'll be interesting to do planet comics because most of the sci-fi horror was, you know, sci-fi... Um, Let's see. Last I read. Planet Comics, we read number 7. Excite. There's exciting. Where's Planet? Planet Comics. This is not updated properly. We left off with number 7, and it's already on. Wow, it's already on 15. So maybe we should go there. Let's do that.
2: Well, let's do that. We'll do
1: Play
2: 8, 9, planet. and 10. Wait, planet? Oh, yeah, 7.
1: We'll do 8, 9, and 10. Yeah, that's good. Did you get quick stop number one? Uh, I think so. Let's do that one the Kevin Smith one? Yeah, let's do both Kevin Smiths. Did you do Masquerade then, too? Probably. <coughs> if I didn't, then you can tell me about it. All Quick right. stops, Masquerade. We could do a, a Kevin Smith uh, episode.
2: What'd you say, 8 through 10? Uh,
1: Yes. Planets 8 through 10. And we probably have previews by then. Probably. I still came in high. Um, I mean, I mean, it still came in. It, it's weird. I, I came in around the 800 mark, which I've been pretty much at 700, 800. But I I really cut a lot of indies, and I I think that the DCs must have just had enough to move it above because there wasn't any really high priced I think the highest priced item I got was a threshold bundle you know like
0: mm-hmm.
1: so I, man I can't figure out like either well I, I know a lot of scouts are like 4.99 now I don't know if you noticed in Aftershock but Aftershock is not even present yeah, in the only latest previews well it's weird oh, really? because after well, they have one book, but it's the the Steve Orlando book. I'm not getting it right so yeah this, this a, a, for a, me... AWA got like okay. down to nothing and aftershock gone down to nothing, so I'm trying to figure out where the growth it, is and the I, I express has <laughs> i think added a couple <laughs> they did, but they added like two so. Yeah. But I'm pretty happy with that and I'm pretty much reading it. So I'm Yeah, you're Zenoscope not... is like so... flatlined. They pretty much have the same like five books every month.
2: Yeah, they don't seem to be expanding.
1: So it has to be in Scout or Source Point or Vault. Vault is pretty stagnant. They 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 they're usually like five books or four. So I god I don't know where it's growing. Has to be in the DC and Marvel, even though I've been really... But but I backed out a lot of my image on the uh, um, the previews. Yeah. Like, I didn't get a lot of number ones in this last batch. Because I, I thought, reading the descriptions, there was already something that fell into something that I was already sort of reading.
0: Yeah.
2: Sure. Mine was a little high. Not too bad. I think mostly because there was a few trades I got.
1: There was a couple of trades I really wanted to get, but I ended up taking them out to lower the cost. Yeah. Yeah, I I did a
2: pretty good job of keeping close to my
1: budget. I wanted that fair square one, and I took it out because it was like, I don't know, 14, 15 bucks. But, um, th- there was a couple that, that I had on my list, and I sort of went and said, "Oh, the cost is a little too high. I gotta bring it down." And uh, I-, I made some cuts, and I wasn't happy with the cuts I made, but I, I did.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, likewise, there's, there's a couple that I kind of I wish I had put in,
1: but I had to bail on. because I, I think I hit over 900 and I was like what the hell I gotta come back down to where I've been and um, I cut a bunch of stuff and I, I really need to look at it because I, I didn't have any like high priced uh, items so, and there was a couple of trades I think I was getting in DC like that I wanted and I took them out and um just to drop it and I brought it back I brought it back down a hundred bucks, but mm-hmm. that's good. And there there was several ones that weren't too expensive, but they added up, so did you watch anything this week? <clears throat> uh
2: what am I watching? I think... No. I'm... I'm trying to find something to watch I, need to
1: I haven't like... done the elliptical In almost two weeks So Oof. I haven't been able to To walk I have been taking Harley But man the, That mile walk Is just Freaking exhausting I, I haven't even been going on the mile and a half one I've been taking the shortcuts But uh, Yeah I'm still winded
2: I've been doing my walking, but I'm just—I'm still watching
1: the Extraordinary Attorney Woo. And that's—you're liking that?
2: I like it. I don't know. I—I I like Korean stuff now.
1: <laughs> okay. I've been to the Korean. And I'm into watching shows. stuff that—that that I watched a long time ago, but I don't remember too well. Yeah. But um, more like uh, my sliced alones and Arnold's and all those kind of muscle-bound, <laughs> brainless activity action pack stuff. I really liked a, a Forty Eight Hours. God, I, I just remembered how much I liked that movie, and it's it's a lot of it's nostalgic, but. Uh, yeah, it it is really good for me. I I must have seen that guy thing like ten times when I had HBO and um just watching it again like I was like I really like this movie. But I was trying to find something last night to watch and I couldn't find anything and I was going through a lot of the apps for me and Barb to watch. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, did you know that the the new uh, M. Night Shyamalan movie is on Peacock? I watched it already at the theater, but you might want to watch it.
2: Which one is it?
1: Uh, something about the cabin. I don't remember. Let me go the to Peacock.
2: Full name is. Be... I haven't seen it, but they'll probably put it in my face.
1: Yeah. Real
2: Housewives, that's not it. Knock in the cabin.
1: Yeah, that's it. Okay.
2: I will I'll add it to my list.
1: We watched All Devotion. Right, so it's been added. That was a good uh Korean War um which is one of the wars I don't know a lot about. Um a good a good movie. I, I really liked it. It, started, What's it called um Devotion? Devotion. It's about some uh, Navy fighter pilots, but it's really cool because they're like the old school planes fighting MIGs. So, so this is when the Russians had the MIGs. But um, it, it was really cool. I, I liked it. It's mostly, it's kind of like a love story and a, a racial thing, kind of, 'cause it's about a ba- a black fighter pilot. And sort of like the dominated uh, white Navy, uh, which is all white fighter pilots. Mm-hmm. But um, it was it was it was very interesting um, from a lot of different perspectives. It starred Jonathan Majors, who's under the gun now for something, some uh, violent act of domestic violence, which she may or may not be guilty of, but.
2: Uh, in real life?
1: Yeah, in real life. But it's interesting because he just came off a of Creed, which was a huge hit. And then uh, he, he plays Kang in the Marvel movies. So, wow, if they lose Kang, it, it threatens, like, I think at least one movie and possibly Loki. I don't know if they're going to do more with him. But...
2: What's up with these dudes, man? There's so many cases now of improprieties by... <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't know. Like that guy, the Flash guy? Gwyneth Paltrow? The skiing over somebody? Have you heard about that? I think I... But she's claiming... uh, Like, I don't know what's happening there, but I've listened to part of it. The guy's claiming that he... She ran over him and broke his ribs and he had some brain stuff and she's claiming that he did it to her and then's doing this to take her money so it's very interesting he had one witness it seemed really odd when he testified but i don't know how this fat guy was on skis witnessing it but it would have been an interesting sight but um so what is the
2: situation like she was coming down the hill and he I'd, was wiped out and she ran him over or something there
1: there was a wipeout whether who did what first is the question she's claiming that he ran into her and uh yeah he got hurt but there's texts like from him to his daughter and stuff that says oh, i'm famous now and all this look who i hit and, and all yeah. kinds of stuff and there there was like even video of him doing something but they took it down in time so that they can't bring that into evidence. And it's it's very questionable. I didn't, I didn't know that you could
2: sue someone for uh, and, and when two skiers collide. I mean, isn't that just like one of the risks
1: of skiing? If somebody was at fault, I think. She's, she's claiming he's doing it. I mean, if you, do it it just,
2: intention, if you do it intentionally, but, I mean, if it's an accident, then.
1: Well, it's like a car accident, right? You don't
2: intentionally. Yeah, but if you get in a car accident and someone gets hurt, you don't go to jail. You
1: could for involuntary manslaughter. But only if,
2: I, mean, I guess if you're.
1: Well, an incident happened a where, where a coworker that I worked with, she was a tester. I don't know if um, I, I didn't work with her a lot, but I, I I did like her. She was a good tester, but she was going on this this one-way highway, and there was a school bus that stopped. You know, with the stop sign, even though it's a one-way highway, it's out in the middle of nowhere, in mm-hmm. uh, a 55 or 65 speed limit uh it stopped so there were like three cars that stopped for the bus like you're supposed to yeah. and this car rammed her killed her 12-year-old daughter and then eventually killed her cuz she died like 5 days later from brain brain injury mm-hmm. i think he could be tried for manslaughter cuz it was not um it right. was careless driving it yeah. was an accident because he was probably on his cell phone or something, and ran into these guys. Right in that
2: case. Yeah, if you hit a stationary object, then you're clearly at fault.
1: Yeah, I don't know the rules of skiing, but I, I just know that.
2: Yeah, but in skiing, uh,
1: yeah, I guess if. Well, like f- if for instance, I could have hurt somebody. I when I first learned to ski, I didn't know. Like I didn't know nobody had taught me anything. Uh, I didn't take lessons on how to stop. So like I I only had watched like wide world of sports and I, I saw people skiing and I was like, OK, I'm just going to go straight. And I realized I was going like 60 miles an hour and I'm like, holy shit, I, I'm out of control. Yeah. <laughs> I better just fall down because I don't know how to stop.
0: Yeah. And
1: um, so I, I would just fall down. But what if I ran into somebody, you know, I don't know who's liable. Especially yeah, if they had a actually, ne- broken they're... neck or something, you know what I mean.
2: Yeah, it reminds me. My son went skiing. I don't know, but it was earlier in the in the in the winter. Well, I guess it's not winter anymore. Early in this well, last winter, and he, uh, him, and his friends and. There was a, a a girl younger a girl younger than them who was coming down the hills like you like you said, super fast and clearly didn't know how to stop and she was headed for like this uh pond or something. So one of the kids in one of the friends of my son's like stood in the way so she like hit him. Yeah. But he he did it intentionally to try and stop her. And, That's an interesting situation though. Yeah, he got he was he got knocked down. He wasn't hurt. They I mean they took him to the hospital cuz he hit his head or something. But he he was fine, but
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean he's a hero in that situation. Well, it depends on what her damages were cuz she could sue. Yeah. It, that's a weird, a weird thing. Like you, you, you could go in with an intention to help, and it could hurt. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. For like sure. if she crashed into the pond, maybe that was a safer. I don't know, but
2: uh... yeah. And and I'm not sure if he accidentally got hit or intentionally got or didn't move out of the way. I don't know what the exact situation was. I mean, it was probably a spur in the moment thing for him too, because. Obviously, you didn't know it was going to happen. Yeah. But, I mean, I just figure in general, there's – I mean, accidents probably happen on ski hills all the time, right?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, um, what I, if
2: someone cuts in front of you and you have to swerve and you end up hitting a
1: tree? Yeah. that's. that's you, you see the person? Well, it's the same uh, – I guess the same uh, – analogy with cars, I, I really yeah, if do. You're,
2: yeah, if you're driving and someone pulls in front of you and you swerve and hit a tree
1: and die, and somebody witnesses it, I don't know.
2: Is that other driver at fault? I'm sure if some so,
1: lawyers. I'm sure some lawyers would take the case. <laughs> of course. And what would they be charged with? Just involuntary manslaughter. manslaughter. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. I, I never would want to be one. Yes,
2: I... listeners, do not take any legal advice from Geek Michael Brunch. And I. <laughs> <laughs> Anything we say is for entertainment purposes only and cannot be used. Should not be used in a court for... of law. In a court of law. <laughs> do not do not use us. Yeah, do not bring us up and say, "Well, an episode, whatever, whatever, of Geek Brunch, they clearly said." Yeah, but it's not manslaughter.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, Everything I know about the law I've learned on TV. Me too. Um, I, I do have friends that are lawyers, but I've never really. Um, they became lawyers after I ever. Well, Chris Campbell's a lawyer. <laughs> but. Uh, he is. I think he's a different kind of lawyer. Um
2: yeah there's trial lawyers, and then there's corporate lawyers I think
1: he's more of a corporate type lawyer, but
2: uh I yeah. do
1: have a a friend I haven't talked to him because I haven't been in, if I was in Albuquerque, I'd be talking to both of them probably but uh they're they're trial lawyers yep, that would be
2: interesting. Pump not bump. for me.
1: Yeah, I don't I'm still trying to figure out what I'm gonna do when I grow up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: eventually I'm gonna
2: have to figure out what I want to do for a living when I grow up. I
1: well I I struggle. Like I I when I retire I, I wanna do something nothing for a year at least. But I, I'm sure I'll wanna do something and I, I don't know what that something is. Get yet. bored. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure what that'll be, but I, I, I know I don't want to do what I'm doing. I, like I, I, that's why mm. I would, re- why would I retire if I' gonna continue to do what I'm doing? Like right. there's, like, there might be a, a situation where I could be making dual income because I'd have retirement plus whatever income, but I. Yeah, I don't want. Why, why? Why would I leave the workforce if I want to keep in the same field? Like I. Right. Yeah. Well, and and I mean you can. And I can make less and still do okay. Like I could say, well, maybe I just need a job to cover health insurance or whatever, and and I just want to do like some brainless, um, activity that I can make some money with.
2: Yeah. Well, it's a, yeah. It's an, it's a matter of if you. Want to do something because you need money, or if you just want to do something because you're bored and you want something to do?
0: Well,
1: I think if I'm bored and I want something to do, I would I would do something that would make comics or like go back to school and learn something. I, I do yeah. want to go learn art. Like I I know I'm not gonna become an artist. Like I I know that's not what I'm gonna do, but I want to learn it and see if I can at least do something. Um.
2: Yeah, just do it for fun.
1: Yeah, but just for fun, and like, if I get a big fat F, I I really don't care at this point in my life, right? Like uh, an F would it would devastate me if I was a teenager, <laughs> or well, I even you... this. But now I'm at a point where I'm retired, and you know, you going you wouldn't, to you wouldn't
2: have to take a class where they grade you either.
1: <laughs> well, I I could. <laughs> I was planning on going to like pikes peak community college and taking some art classes um i know there's an independent comic creator that teaches classes over there and i'd just go oh that'd be cool you know learn some stuff and i i really don't care if he fails me or whatever because i probably would suck (laughs) everybody would look like don martin you know like i don't i don't know that's but, a style. Yeah, that's a style. I mean,
2: every yeah, everyone... That would be the fun part is like you get to... If you could look, figure out what your style is. Yeah. Because there's... I mean, if you even look at comics, there's like tons of comics in all sorts of different styles. So
1: I would. I, like... Another thing I'd like to do is I'd like to take like some war history, you know, class classes. Like real legitimate mm-hmm. ones that like dive into... The Vietnam War, World War Two. World War Two, I know a lot about, but I I like to know more details. Uh, World War One, uh, Korean War. I, I would like to learn a lot about that. So, like history, I would do. I I would would like to maybe take a couple Spanish classes and learn Spanish, a mm-hmm. uh, language that I really can use. You know, like when I go back home. Um, I I think it would be. Really beneficial so there's things i'd like to learn that would keep my mind busy um there might be money i would need to earn so i could pay for those such classes but i i i don't know it all depends on how things go when i retire what my 401k is worth what my pension looks like all kinds of stuff
0: Mm -hmm.
2: a lot of variables
1: yeah a lot of fun stuff to worry about, but then I gotta start thinking when I retire, though. Like I gotta get rid of some of this stuff.
2: Um, yeah, that's the how biggest.
1: Am, how am I gonna do it? You know, like I would like to do it on my own terms and not to do like uh, w- deal with an Aaron Myers where it's like a bulk sell for cheap so he can make a million dollars. Like I don't wanna, I don't wanna do that. But yeah. I, I want to sell them, like, because I, I understand their worth and stuff. But, um, and then I, I, I wouldn't want to, like, get rid of everything. Like, I'd keep my Savage Dragons. I'd keep stuff that, like, means something to me, you know? Yeah,
2: I think I'd keep my, run, my long runs, probably. Yeah.
1: yeah, I'd keep a lot of long. I have so Just... many long runs, though, but I'd, I'd be, have to pick and choose. But yeah.
2: um I guess mine isn't as bad.
1: Yeah, so I, I, I would uh, definitely. And then I, I know some collectors that actually like shrink their collection but grow it a little bit in the areas that they want to. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if I wanted to grow my Amazing Spider-Man collection, I could sell off blah and get some of those early issues. You know what I mean? So, like, I could fill in yeah. some holes but have a smaller profile. Right. But, yeah.
2: Yep, that is a... Uh...
1: Those guys are those guys talk about that a lot on Bronze and Modern Gods. They have they have they've been having some interesting conversations. Um I think they had Paul Levitt's too. That's another uh interesting uh very interesting uh interview that I think you should go back and listen to.
2: Yeah, that would be interesting.
1: But but I think we could wrap this one up so I could take Harley because she's going in and out. She's like, why haven't you taken me yet? And...
2: <laughs> she's waiting patiently.
1: Well, it was 16 degrees out this morning and I, I didn't have the breath. Like when the air is cold and stuff and I already can't breathe, I uh, have trouble breathing when it's a cold wind and stuff. So... Now, now I'll hopefully it warmed up by 10, 15 degrees, and I can. It's 29 degrees right now, so I'm doing good. <laughs> well, have fun at C2E2. That's next weekend. Yeah, next weekend. You'll have to uh, tell us what long. you pick up, and yeah, um, hopefully I won't pick up too much stuff because I don't have any room for it. <laughs> yeah, you know, either do I, but I'm gonna have fun doing it. <laughs> I will have fun doing it. That is true. There's still so many areas of like independence that I haven't touched. Like I find some weird shit like I've never seen before. I love that stuff. I do too just from a historical perspective and and I like to try like why you know why this existed in the first place and <laughs> Was it just somebody just trying to put their dream out and didn't work or what? Mm-hmm. But you you can find some, like, true nuggets, like, of talent that you never knew existed, and they never made it big, you know?
2: Yeah, there's, there's somewhere, there's, like, some really good artists, and they brought out, like, one issue or two issues, and that was it, and then... They went commercial reason, or something it didn't like that, it, right? It they, didn't... Yeah, they switched... But there's still these two amazing issues that exist. Yeah. <laughs> that no one knows about, no one cares about. I've had that. I was I read something. The, I don't know a couple of weeks ago. I don't remember what it was, but had great art. I'm like, damn, what happened to this guy? And yeah, he just went commercials. So that was the only comic he did. Like, dang, he's too good. He was too good for comics. <laughs> yeah. He wanted to make real
1: money. Alright, so uh, I'm going to wrap up. You can reach us at geekbrunchpodcast.com You can find us at Facebook at Geek Brunch Podcast. You can hit us up at Twitter at DBM00 or at Mike Myers Brunch. And uh, email us at mike at comicbooknoise.com or bill at comicbooknoise.com We hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll be back. Um, This is a shorter one, but I really feel like I'm gonna lose my voice in about 15 minutes, so. Yeah, you sound like you're.
2: uh, I'm surprised you made it this long. So.
1: Yeah, I canceled my nighttime podcast because I felt uh, it was gonna be a little too much. Overdoing it. And it's different at work because I don't talk. I don't have to talk as much. Right. Yeah. Well, I hope you feel better. I hope I do too, because uh, the work people. We're saying, like, even they were saying, go to the doctor, man. You're going to have bronchitis (laughs) or something like that. And I said, I tested negative. I'm negative. (laughs) Have a mask. (laughs) So um, maybe I got a hybrid of uh, Barb's cold and that guy's cold or whatever's going around. But. Well, yesterday yes, yesterday was uh, surprisingly a bad day, and I, I told Barb this, like, when I was sleeping, because she goes to bed really late, I had a good night's sleep, man. That was awesome. Like, it was just... That's good. I was so comfortable, and I was actually breathing. Like, I could actually breathe, which is a incredible mm-hmm. thing. You don't realize how important breathing is until you can't breathe.
2: Yeah, that's always – you never feel better than after you're done with a cold because then you're like, oh, my gosh. People don't understand how great this is.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. You take care. Have a good time right. at C2E2 and take some notes on what you got because I like to
0: to talk about so. it for sure.
1: All right. All right. So. See ya. Bye. Bye.